the NCAA is lying to you. That's our theory anyway. We, we, we don't think that they actually have any intention of playing any college football this season. All the talk right now about precautions, about delaying the season a few weeks, we think that's purely a publicity stunt. They're, they're trying to appease their donors and their fans and their players, Trevor Lawrence. A bunch of players want to play, and I don't blame them. We'll be talking about that coming up, but as it stands right now, two of the five major conferences, the Big Ten and the Pac-12, will not be playing this fall at all. They're planning to push football to the spring. The others, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, they're planning to play this fall, delaying their season a few weeks until late September. I get it, football, big business for those Power Five conferences. Did you know that they get uh, 60% of their operating revenue from football income? Today on Dumb Money Live, we're going to tell you what nobody has talked Talking about. We're going to tell you the, the scenario that we think is most likely for football and basketball and all college sports. And we're going to talk about our stock trades that we're preparing for when the NCAA's dirty little secret is revealed. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. Welcome to Dumb Money Live. It's not Friday the 13th. It's Thursday, August 13th. I, I, I feel like we were in a weird world of deja vu. I've, I've already done this whole show once and now we're, we're starting over again. <laughs> but remember remember this day. This is the day that some college sports think that they're going to be playing, and we do have this hot take on this one. So before we go any further, because we're not only starting an hour late, but we're starting 15 minutes after because we'd already gone through this whole thing without actually streaming to YouTube because of some kind of a little problem, <laughs> we need you all, all of you, to hit that thumbs up. Smash the thumb, like the smash, do all the things. Dude, Dave, I'm yeah. so ready for this episode. I've been doing fantasy football all, all morning with my son. We do this every year, and that's why we had to start an hour late today. I had to leave like 15 minutes before the draft ended. He only had two rounds left, and so my wife took over and somehow convinced him. He, she screwed up my entire draft, okay? She convinced she him do? to take a backup defense and a backup kicker. In the last two rounds, what Did that ever happened in the history of fantasy football? A That's... backup kicker and a backup defense. That's not right. Okay, they're t- they're also telling me that my audio is bad. This is just not a good day. Turn your mic down, Dave. It's distorted. Oh, it looks like it's distorted. And my Whoa, sound. Okay, my sound is low. Let's see. Uh, mics are bad. My man, what's going on? We we'll have to do a test episode later today to. I mean, get all of our. Oh, I see what happened here. This, yeah. my mic, my mic. I think Skype took over well, my I, mic control. Is that better, guys? Yeah, let, let me know. Thumbs up if that's better. Don't thumbs down if it's not better. Just let me know in the comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is going on? There was a weird bit going on in the uh, comments earlier. I, I forgot who it was, but there was a... People were trying to get everybody to, like, thumbs down it until Dave 
got it going and then switch to a thumbs up and maybe that would be like a wave oh like a, a wave of positive algorithm that's awesome yeah <laughs> i don't know if that works or not but dave is loud chris is soft i'm still too loud why am i so loud rocket any 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 uh hey how, how's is better than nothing right how's my sound now dead quiet. you're dead quiet you're cranked all the way up jordan Fine. Chris and Jordan are low still, so like I don't know. We're coming off. How I have, the, I have you all, all the way up. Now I'm just I'm manually turning my mic down, down, down. How's that? Testing one, two. Okay. Black hole. Better. Still I mean, clipping a little bit. So. Well, Dave would be clipping if he's. Nolan over. is here. I I I have the sound meter right here on the screen. This is just not our day, is it? Oh, <laughs> hey man! I woke up with a big smile on my face when I saw my account. So there's nothing that there's absolutely nothing that could happen in terms of technical difficulties that will going to get me down today. Okay, I, I this is a good day. Um, are everyone saying better now? That, that's better awesome. Now? Um, okay. By the all way, right, so Dave, Jinx and where she uh, like we have all we have all of our uh, regulars really helping us out with the uh, production. Thank, Satoshi Dave, Gerbil guys, is on. Know what he's doing. If, you can't, if you can't hear me, I can switch to flashcards. I just need to go get a marker and uh, see three by five. I mean, or we could just like that, give it, a it, dial-in number and people can listen to the audio by telephone. If you guys haven't noticed, Dave, you know, we're wearing our college shirts and Dave is wearing his NYU film school shirt. No, this How is fancy. not film school. This is the uh, this is the fencing team because they don't have a football team. <laughs> That's so Go awesome. Bobcats. And I... I I literally, I was thinking about wearing my SMU shirt, and I was like, no, nah, they don't deserve, they don't deserve any promo from me. I have such a beef with that school, and I'm happy to tell them what the beef is, um, but they'd have to call me, uh, <laughs> they'd have to call me talking about anything but a donation that they want, right? The only, the only call I ever get from them is asking for money. They don't care about anything else. They don't care about what my beef is. They don't care about anything related to making the actual alumni program better. So, uh, you know, I'm still waiting for that phone call if they're, if they're listening. I could be wearing an SMU shirt right now, but I'm not. I'm actually wearing my Urban Outfitters 2003 made-up university shirt, which I like better anyway. That's, um, that's a, it's a way better Jordan, design. Jordan, you, you're you're like all in on college football. This is like every year. It's Jordan and A&M, man. Like, I like, don't – uh, I year or what? I, I don't even know. I mean, they're, they're always going to be big years. We always start off with, like, a really big win, and then it goes downhill. So that's, that's A&M's MO. So we'll start out ranked, like, 20, have, like, three good games. They'll put us in the top 10, and that's when the wheels fall off. So if, think, if you've never seen A&M play, that's how it goes. Do you What's think you're that? better? I'm not asking honestly. Do you think you're better than SMU? I don't think you are based on what I've seen. Whatever. I mean, we were better than SMU last year and every year for the past, like, 30 years. So I don't know what you're even bringing up. It's worth a time. I'm pretty sure that um, even though NYU SMU does not. SMU is, like, in, a, in like a B conference. You were winning a ton of games last year at SMU because you're playing nobody. But the second you started playing people is when it, the season went down. And why don't you put us on your schedule and we'll see, dude. All right. No, no. I, don't, I don't have any control over the schedule, Chris. <laughs> long, long time ago, NYU did have a team, uh, and I believe the Heisman Trophy was basically invented for an NYU player to receive that first year. <laughs> New York Sports Club or at the I'm pretty sure that's. The, I'm pretty sure that's true. That that's the urban legend that is in my mind. I'll have to look that up later. Oh, oh my God! I, I guys, I honestly, 
I don't get me wrong. I kind of hate college football because I did go to SMU. But then again, now I love it because we've somehow figured out a way to trade it. And like, <laughs> as soon as if I could trade something, I love it, man. So like, You're a fan fantasy again. football, fine, right? Like, just show me how to trade an industry sector, and I will fall in love with that industry sector. So while all the other dads in the neighborhood are talking about you know, their teams and college football stats, all I'm thinking about is how can I trade this season, right? Like <laughs> what impact can I have? And there's never been a better trade way to trade than this year for college football. By the way, before we get into this stuff. We, we have, we have Rand saying talk? that A&M does not even belong to uh, be in the SEC. Uh, <laughs> A&M is looking to go 10-0 and with their schedule this year. Jordan gets triggered so easily. That's why I love I love uh, I love talking about SMU being better, which I truly do believe, by the way. And his his bet his other good friend Brent Getty is also an SMU guy. We both just trigger him all the time with that. But but he just the thing is, I don't really care because SMU is a third tier, you know. Football. We were ranked higher so than you most of the last season, Jordan. About all the last season, or most of it, we were ranked higher than okay, you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's all subjective. <laughs> it doesn't you matter know, as long as play. as long as I'm right. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It's a reason. Okay, playing some, some like you know small high school stadium that's uh, only one one tier. It's uh, it's a bad deal. And uh, all right, (laughs) Rust is asking about Penn. We will be talking about Penn National. Uh, We're gonna we're gonna have a whole bunch on this episode today. We're gonna have our dumb money reacts to the Trevor Lawrence tweets. We're gonna talk about the Tesla and Apple stock splits. We're gonna give you our final. Uh, our thoughts in, on stock splits overall, and we're going to chime in on some headlines. All of that coming up, but first, the main story today, college football and what we're calling the NCAA's dirty little secret. No, I'm not ready for that. We're not ready for that have, yet? No, I have a couple things I want I want to talk about <laughs> okay. first. Um, and but the first thing I want to talk about is I do want to tease Monday's episode, which I probably should talk to you and Jordan about first, but oh, I yeah. have this. I, I feel like if we I have an episode on, on Monday. Air, well, if you pitch it on, if I pitch it on the air, you can't say no, right? If you're telling me right now, this will be the earliest that you've told me about a, a show concept. <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually really happy about this. Yeah, usually I, we figure out our our Monday episode on Sunday night. Yeah. All right, I, I want to do our first. 1.0 election episode on Monday. Okay, yeah, yeah. it has to happen. It has Perfect to happen on Monday. Okay, so so if you have not subscribed to the channel and hit the little bell that that reminds you of our episodes, do it now because dude, we're going to probably have like ten election episodes between now and the election, and this will be the first one. So we're kind of going to set the stage on Monday. I'm actually really excited to dig in deep. But before I even start digging deep on the election episode, um. I do want to get back into Discord because there's been some really good conversation in our Discord group, guys, uh, about some trades. And I, I really want to give credit to where credit is due. Um, there is uh, a laugh track. Laugh track. Um, re- you know, after that last episode, he left a comment in Discord that started a whole conversation I thought was really interesting about a company that honestly I have no interest in, but I'm considering making a trade. Uh, just as Chris Camillo was saying in the back to school episode, parents are setting up mini schools in their house. Yes, we are. And more will be doing it over the semester, like I told you, when schools shut down. Um, one of the first purchases was a new printer. I think this runs parallel to investing in Apple because of all the new iPads, the laptops, investing in Wayfair for desks, et cetera. So what they're basically saying is the one thing that kids don't really have, a lot of houses just don't have them because you don't really need them. Or if you do, maybe it's really old, you don't ever use it is a printer, but if your kids are working from home, 
uh, especially if they're younger kids, uh, they need to have access to a printer because a lot of the stuff that they're doing, they'll print out like worksheets and then practice their handwriting, right? And they're doing all kinds of worksheets. So they got, they have to have access to a printer. So the Google Trends data on inkjet printers and laser printers uh, or have spiked tremendously yeah. over the past month or so. And so you have these really nasty companies like Hewlett Packard that I just don't really care about, right? Nothing ever happens there. It's interesting. But they have a pretty big uh, printer business and a pretty big ink business because the printer business, let's admit it, well, is that's, all about ink, Yeah, that's what right? I was about to say. Even the people that have printers need the ink and they make all their margin on ink anyways, right? Because yes. the, the printers are all loss leaders. Yes, exactly. So... Um, I actually am really impressed. I think it's a really good – the surfacing that opportunity is really cool. There was a lot of conversation under the trade ideas discussion channel in our Discord that's going on up until this morning. I'm going to join that conversation here in the next day or two. Uh, I'll do my own research. It's a trade I'm considering. Earnings are coming out in a couple weeks, the Hewlett-Packard earnings. Uh, like I said, I haven't really done the research, but that's what Discord is all about. It's about people besides us coming in with social R methodology and servicing investments, vetting those investments, and really collaborating around them. So I'm proud of you guys. Great job. I'll join that discussion soon. Um, also, I do want to also say, you know how I have these these kind of tags that I look for on Twitter when I'm on Twitter three, four hours a night trying to surface things that are trending, things that are selling out. Our community is getting way better at coming up with tags. I'm starting to see people talking about tags that like only I really use. And I'm like, wow, like the mindset is like right there with what I do. And I'm really, we're about to have a really smart community of social arbitrators. They're starting to look for the right things. And it's, and it's pretty wicked cool to see that. Also, my good friend, Ryan, uh, Osborne, uh, you know, the builder, and he's been on our show a few times. He consults on real estate deals for us. He called me this week and he, he, he has the, he's looking to make some investments. Uh, he just think, sold a big investment and I gave him a few of our stock picks. Like I was like, okay, man, like, here's what we're doing. You know, we're, you know, we're, we doubled down on Amazon. Uh, we got into, we got into tele, I'm doing a teledoc episode today. This is earlier this week. By the way, that episode crushed it. Thank you guys. It was so much fun. People are so pumped. You see what Teladoc and what what um ah what's the other one? My good Lavongo. Uh, Lavongo are doing the last twenty four hours. It's insane. So I got him into all these stocks right before they dumped hard yesterday, right? And he calls me yesterday. He's like, dude, I'm, I, I everything you told him about is getting crushed. I'm like, listen, man, <laughs> we've seen this cycle a million times. You just got to let it run. You know, people forget that like for like a day or two, they think, oh, man, I'm going to sell off technology. It's up so much. I'm going to sell off all this stuff. It's up so much. And then about a day later, they're like, what did I, what did I do? Like, why did I like dude, these stocks? I got to grab them. Right. And they immediately rush back into them, pound into them even twice as two X more than they sold them off. We've been seeing this all summer long. Have we not since the spring? I'm like, just chill out. You'll be fine. And then what happens? They just rushed right back in yesterday. I'm sorry, two days ago they got sold off. Yesterday they got rushed right back in. They get these. They, all these stocks came up today. They're all up more. Uh, Amazon, Shopify. Uh, you have our our tele telehealth stocks. You have like almost all this stuff. And you see Tesla, Jordan. Please tell me that after we had our talk last week, you just nibbled. You just got. A, <laughs> please, please tell me. I'm not, you got Tesla. 
No, if a stock split sends a company up like 15%, I just think, I, I, I don't even know what to think. I think it's ridiculous. So I'm, I'm Gordon, not- that in. hurts my soul. That hurts my soul that, that you're not in this. Again, Elon Musk told me that that price is too high. He told me that like a uh, thousand bucks is too high. So I'm out. I told you well, no, he said He said it's, uh, it's <laughs> too high, so he needs to cut it in one fifth. That's that's what I he's saying. I told you it wasn't. <laughs> I told you it wasn't. Okay. All right. And I want to talk about another. But you're not the CEO of that company. I, no, he's Jordan. You can't listen to him. You got to read through. We, I'm not going to get into this again. We'll do another Tesla episode. Just, you're killing me today. <laughs> killing me. All right. Well, I I'm, ha- I'm a happy Tesla investor, and we'll be we'll be talking um, about Tesla and Apple coming up when when we talk about stock splits. Why? Right, one more, one more thing I want to talk about before we get into. <laughs> I'm, the show. I'm so glad you had so much to talk about this morning because it gave me a chance to like reset everything and like live on the air have to re-switch <laughs> the screens and I don't know what happened. Like we were supposed to be all set, good to go, but thanks, thanks for putting up with our I, I, I will awesome say, production I will quality talk, this morning. If you say Chris talk for three hours, I'll just go for three hours. You know, I don't, that's not an issue. <laughs> I know, for me. I know. Um, I, I um, one more thing I got to get out though. though. Uh, I did see another thing on uh, Discord because it's like my go-to place now. Our Discord channel, I love it. And and by the way, I, I do want to say this: I have not been on Discord engaging in the last few days. Why do you ask, Dave? Could you please put up the picture I texted you on the screen? Uh, did you send me a picture? I sent. I texted you a picture of my truck, our trucks. Uh, as you know, last week I asked for. Earlier this week, last week I asked for help mailing my books because I had so much guilt. People, I said I was going to mail you these books eight months ago and I did it. And then the, the, the pandemic hit and now I'm afraid to leave my house or go into a mail store. And so last week I just, I couldn't take the guilt anymore. I think about this 24 hours a day. And finally I said, you know what? I need help. The first person who texted me like 10 seconds after I put that on the air was my good buddy, Patrick, lifelong friend, Dave, your lifelong friend, uh, Jordan, you know Patrick as well. Yeah. And he said, you know what? I want to do this. I want to help you because all the money you're going to pay, I want to put into my daughter's college account and like for her, like to, for her own savings account. And she's getting into investing. Chandler, she is amazing. She's like 10 years old and she's already investing. I love it. So they, her, him and his daughter are going to mail out a thousand books today. That, like that, I went to the storage shed. We emptied out the storage shed. He has all the books. I drummed his house. He, they're uncrated. He texted me 15 minutes ago. He is mailing them out. He's as we speak. Okay, so 1,000 books are getting mailed out. The problem is, and I, Dave, I, I know you probably didn't get a chance to turn it back on yet. But the problem is, once have, we got I have all the, the books picture of, of your uh, of your trucks filled with books right now. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, Laughing at Wall Street's my book. It's 10 years old, but it's all about social art methodology. Uh, it's, 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 my, it's an amazing book. And I have all these promo copies when I bought them from the publisher. And I've been, I probably paid $20,000 to store them over the past 10 years. Now I'm just giving them out for free. I have another 1,100 books, Dave. 1,100 more. I thought I only had 1,000. I have 2,100. So I actually have 1,100 more to give away, and it's all on me. I mail them. It cost me like six, seven bucks a book to get these things mailed, packaged, enveloped. Uh, so it, this is a huge amount of money that I'm spending to get these books out because people want to read them. I want, I want people to learn. I want them to learn what this methodology is all about. So, Dave, whenever you're able to get the address, to get that field turned back on, the okay. bookstorm, you got to let us know. 
and we will turn it back on and we will collect 1,100 more names as long as you live in America because I can't it's, – it's like 60 bucks a book to send these things out of the country. I'm not doing that. As long as you live in the 48 continental state, U.S. states, I will send you a free Laughing at Wall Street book. That's it. Just, 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 just to do it because I believe in this thing, man. So, Dave, whenever you get the address field activated, we're going to have to announce that on the show, and, and we will get. Uh, you can go on our forum and complete it. Okay, guys. I'm literally adding it right now to the forum. Oh, so, you are. Um, let's just uh, <laughs> as soon as as soon as we oh, publish wow. this. So we'll have okay, add street so address. We'll add uh, city. You okay? We'll street add, address, city, zip code, uh, and uh, state. State, yeah. So basically, name, and address, zip. first name, last name, address, zip, and state, and that's all we need. It must. You must live in the forty-eight continental U.S. states. By the way, it's a $25 book, but, and if you're done reading it, give it to a friend. Or if you want, I don't care, sell it on Amazon. I, I mean, make some money. I don't care. Just be nice. Don't overcharge for it, please. Uh, but it's your book to keep. Um, all I ask for is that when you read the book and you enjoy it, just to say something nice about it on social media or Amazon, leave me a one-sentence review on Amazon.com. Say, Put it on your Facebook page and say, this is a really cool investment book. If you want it, I'll give it to you or go Get your own on Amazon, whatever. Um, tweet about it, whatever, guys. I'm done. I have no books left. I have like 10 books left. That's it. I gave away 2,000, and, and we have 1,100 extra books to mail out. So the okay. place you go to do this, can I announce it yet, Dave? Yes, you can announce it. Okay. It is dumbmoney.com nope. forward slash. Nope, you're wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not. Dumbmoney.tv forward slash books. Dumb nope, money nope. book singular. Nope. You only have one nope. redirect okay. setup. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> Dumbmoney.tv forward slash book. That's where you go. Dumbmoney.tv forward slash book. Just say you want one. Put your info in there. And Patrick said that he will literally get these mailed out this week. Like you're going to get the book next week if you do this. So um, I do need to order a few more stickers. Uh, so it might be towards the end of next week or early the week after, but you're going to get it like right away. Cause unlike me, Patrick actually does what he says he's going to do. Um, <laughs> he's not like me. So that's okay, it. Oh, so here, oh, stock trick, stock here again trick. is where, where to go. Dumbmoney.tv slash book. The form still says, sorry, we ran out. I'm going to, I'm going to update that right now. This is all done in real time. You know, you know, if I don't do it right now, it's not going to get done. So, Dave, you know what's so cool about that? This is the book of twenty thousand to two million, and that was written in two thousand and eleven. And since then, I've turned the two million into twenty million. So it's really twenty thousand to twenty million over you know fourteen years or whatever it is, right? But it's so cool because when I wrote this book, I was thinking. What if my account falls apart and this whole methodology, it's really not as good as I think it is, and I just had like a really solid you know, run over eight years or whatever it was at the time, seven, eight years, um, and like here I am 10 years later, almost 10 years later, and it's 10x since then, you know? So it's like 20K to 20 million. That's, I wish I can go back and change the title, right? The 20K to 20 million versus 20K to 2 million, but the book- Well, maybe man, if you hey, ever have an ebook version, you can-, you can uh update the title or maybe there's another book coming out later this year we'll see we'll see well that that might be the reason i'm getting rid of these books all right anyway 
I have a trade. I have a trade that I did. But before I tell you about the trade, I need to remind you that we're not your financial advisor. Okay? We don't know what your risk tolerance is. We have no idea. I guarantee you it's less than ours. So do not do what we do. We only do the show for education. So you can be a better, better social arb investor and you can learn and laugh at us. Okay? But do not take this as financial advice. I bought Crocs today. You know Crocs. You bought Crocs? Trade. I bought oh, wow. Crocs. You know why? Because um, a lot of my tags for Crocs that I monitor are starting to spike again. Um, Crocs are selling out uh, into the school year. Normally, people don't buy a lot of Crocs going into the school season. But, hey, when your school is, you know, your patio, I guess people are like, why do we need to buy the kids new Nikes? Their sports are canceled. We're not, they're not playing sports. I could buy them a new pair of Crocs for like 23 bucks. Or I don't know, 12 bucks. I don't even know how much they cost these days. Uh, that will save me 30, 40, 50 bucks or 100 bucks on a pair of Nikes. And, you know, why not, right? So I think people are buying more Crocs. They're doing some really cool Crocs right now, really cool color, color lines. They're doing Halloween Crocs sold out. Forget about it. Halloween Crocs are already sold out. You got that's, that's what's so amazing about Crocs. They do something new, they sell out. They are so good with their collabs, they are almost as good as Nicola when it comes to collabs. Okay, <laughs> they're almost as good as Nicola. I, I love so. the uh, Nicola collab uh, rant that we had in our last episode. I think we're gonna we're gonna have a clip of that on our old channel if you missed it. Oh, awesome! Stay tuned. Oh, by the way, I, I did buy Nicola. I bought Nicola, and now I'm making no, you money. did not. <laughs> oh, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back in Nicola. You knew I would be. All right. It's up 6% today. Who knew? Who Who knew? knew? I knew. I knew. No, I didn't know. But I knew that at some point they're going to start going up again. They're they're making their comeback. uh, The Nicola stock collabs, right, man? That's what they're all about. Okay. Uh, I guess we can talk about – I guess we can talk about sports now. Want to talk about sports? (laughs) Are you ready after this thing? After all of that? Uh, can I also say another one? Uh, I just have so much to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Azek, you know, I talked about uh, t- t- Timberek. Is that what it's called? Timber. Okay, Trek. You know, Trek flooring. We talked about this earlier, yeah. earlier in the summer, right? It's Wait, hot, Trex hot, hot. flooring. Trex? Trex flooring. Trex flooring. It's yeah. like fake wood, right? Yeah, and with the outdoor the- patio planking, yeah. Your competitor IPO'd this summer. Uh, it, it's called uh, Timberek is the name of the flooring, but the company is called Azek. And I talked about them in one of our episodes early in the summer. And I was like, I'm buying this thing, man, because like this this stuff is hot. This this flooring merch, this fake flooring, is just so hot this summer, man. I think it's going to be hot all year. These guys are on fire, man. The stock can't, it won't stop going up. Uh, so anyway, I'm still in that one. Someone in the Discord groups mentioned that they were out of it because they made so much money on it this summer. I'm sticking with them, uh, but I'm in Crocs. And also, what do you guys think about? We didn't ever talk about cons uh, this summer because cons is like a stimulus 2.0 trade that we that someone mentioned in our our Discord group that we never talked about. But if you think about it, you know. When those $1,200 stimulus checks go out, because they are going to go out, all right? Cons is a company that's going to do really well because people are going to get in there and they're kind of buying, they're not going to buy something for $1,200. They're going to buy something for four grand or three grand because cons is all about financing, right? Mm -hmm. And they'll take a little bit of your money and then finance you for the rest. So I think cons is kind of an interesting trade here. But I, I haven't done any research on them, 
but I, I think it's cool that someone surfaced uh, cons because I do think it's a, it's a, I guess I would call them a forgotten stimulus 2.0 trade. Like, yeah. That do people funny. still go to cons? I mean, it is such an old school, weird, creepy place to go. Dude, that <laughs> store is so insane. Have you been in a cons? Like, I, I, they don't have any, like, right by yeah, us. I, I, I went in one, like, a decade ago, and it was, it, it creeped me out. I, had to, I, had to I, I thought it was awesome because you could shop for TVs, but then right next to the TVs, you can, like, throw yourself on mattresses and pillows and start shopping for those, too. Like, it's just, <laughs> whatever you want they got it and they will finance it the center of the store is like a big f and i center a big where they have guys like a car yeah. dealership and they're just they're just flipping you into financing deals it feels, you like, cons feels like it was like killing it in the 50s and 60s and then it's just a slow decline ever since then yeah like it's not a stock i want to be in like yeah it's not a company i'm going to be in for like yeah the next decade dude i'm talking are they worth looking into as a stimulus 2.0 trade i'm not saying they should they're a good one but it's one worth looking into i think um and i mean again, you can do the financing through best buy you can do it i mean i think you can even finance stuff on amazon so i don't know yeah, why but here's the difference here's the difference they don't slam you into deals the way cons does. Okay. Like you get in there because, because what's going to happen is you get in there with your $1,200 check. Right. And you're like, I'm going to buy me a fridge or something. I don't know. I'm going to buy me this. And they're like, well, that's fine. But why buy a fridge when you could get a fridge and a freezer? And that guy's like making commission, you know, probably on the sale. So he's like slamming you into a freezer Dude, have you not Such seen Such an old school way of buying things. That, I feel like yeah. that was that was like when you, in the 80s, 90s, whenever it was that I was buying like my first CD player and then they talked me into buying a whole new stereo system and giant speakers and that was like that was like the old way of doing it. That was pre yeah, big box pre Best Buy. So they're like the that. big box version of the aggressive little local appliance store. They're like you got $500 for a down payment. Well, let me tell you what all you can slam into this uh into this debt package. <laughs> That's the whole point. It's a stimulus 2.0 trade, maybe, right? Maybe because of the because of the way that they work. That's all I'm saying. You got to get creative here to find stuff that other people aren't really looking at. Um, by the way, okay, I know we'll talk about Tesla later in the stock split. We are going to have a little Tesla conversation later related to the stock split in our new segment on Dumb Money Dictionary stock splits. Okay, and by the way. I love this topic of stock splits. I've got a lot to say. I know, you, Dave, I only have like 30 seconds to say it, and I'm preparing myself. But I cannot wait till our stock split segment later in this episode. Um, so let's talk about sports then. Hang, on, hang on. I'm just making sure this form is working before we uh, move on. Oh. Because Uh-oh. if it's not working, then we have a bunch of upset people. I just submitted my own. Oh. I just want to make sure I can find my name on here. Okay, okay. So let's make sure the forum is working for sure. Um, so I just want to say, Jordan, your, has anything changed in your school uh, school districts? This is important. This will lead into the sports conversation today. What did we say was going to happen with schools? I want to I want to make this very clear what our prediction is so that when we're right later on, you know, we can go back to it and we can pull a lot of clips, okay? Schools maybe starting in some places and it's probably going to start but it's are not Are you talking about the story I saw yesterday where, where I like how you ask me a question and then you just start talking 
Awesome. <laughs> right, so, Goji, tell me, tell me what's happened in your district. Anything different from our last? It's episode? the exact same thing, right? So, um, it's it's the same. It's the same thing as your district, right? So we get like nine week chunks. Um, if you decide that you want, you get the choice. You can either go put your kid in school, or you can um, do remote learning, which we're doing remote learning, um, and. You get to reach. You get to change that choice every nine weeks, unless um, you can pull out before the nine weeks is up. But you can't put back in before the nine weeks is up. But you're starting three weeks late, right? On in school, people that want to go in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's whatever. There's like a date. It's like a September or something. If or whatever. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. So there's a story out of Austin, uh, and the story is that some school districts down there. I've I've seen I've seen the letters are now saying not only are we going to start three weeks later, and I, I called this, but we're going to stagger it, meaning that not everybody's going to start three weeks later. We're going to start with um, disadvantaged students. We're going to start with students that have learning disabilities, right? And they're going to stagger it. So now what was a three-week delayed in-person start for a lot of the students is going to be a five to seven week delayed start. So all I'm saying is it's a process, right? And it's a process towards we're not going to be in school. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It's a process towards we're not going to be in school. And we already saw the first big school district in Georgia, one of the first ones to open, what, six or seven days ago? I sent you that text last night. They are closed. They are closed as of this morning. They literally... I mean Morning. It's just inevitable, right? Um, it lasted six days, okay? And this is one of the school districts that does not mandate masks. So, Jordan, don't, what do you think? I mean, inevitable, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I just don't – I mean, with how quick they were to shut things down in the spring, especially my school district, I just don't see it possible to, to keep the thing open, right? When the metric is if we start to see an outbreak, then we've got to, like, quarantine and – and shut down the school, then I think you're going to see you're going to see positives start to pop up every time somebody reports something in. It's just going to be another chink, and then they're going to chink in the armor, and they're going to you know they're going to they're going to shut the thing down. And that's what I want people that are watching our show that maybe don't have kids or don't have access to the rules of how these schools are setting up the rules for the semester. I want everyone to understand what those rules are because the media doesn't really discuss that. And if you understand what the rules are, they're setting themselves up to close down, basically. Okay, so it, like in our school district, it's okay, we're going to start school. I think 70 to 75 percent of the kids, kind of like Georgia, kind of like uh, in most places, about 75 percent of the kids are starting, you know, in school. But the, the rules are like if one kid gets sick in a class, they're shutting down like that whole quadrant of the school. It's so extreme that once you think about it clearly, you're like, how does this not end in all the schools shutting down? So just just know that and plan your trades around assuming that will happen this fall, because that is going to have a pretty significant effect on all the varying businesses that rely on parents to be at work or parents to be at school. Are you going to order through Amazon because you can't go to the grocery now because your kids are at school? Your kids are at home. Like all this stuff, all the work at home stuff. We've already had an episode about this last week. All I'm saying, guys, 
is that it's already starting to happen. It's already starting to play out. And when we talk about sports in a minute, you're going to see a very similar sort of thesis coming out of, you know, our brains and how we think the sports world is going to play out this semester. So, David, did you get it fixed? The form is working. I have live requests coming in. We've already had a ton of them. So thank you all for being so attentive and getting in there. So, yes. It, it, and it worked from okay. the very beginning when I first said uh, the form is live. So it's been collecting data the okay. whole time. So dumbmoney.tv forward slash book. That is it. If you want a free book, all on me, guys. Okay. Uh, Dave, what do you think? Let's talk about sports. Let's talk about it. So, I mean, I kind of already said what our thesis is, that this whole this whole uh, idea of college football coming back is it's not going to really happen. And whether whether or not they're actually intentionally lying about it, or it's just inevitable that much like you're talking about the schools that the elementary school and, and younger, younger kids, their plan is to, what, we're going to reopen the school and then we're going to have to shut it down. Well, sports is kind of the same thing, right? If, as soon as, as soon as they're start, to, you know, as soon as one, we already had two leagues delay all the way to spring. We've had the rest say a, a little bit of a delay there's just there's just no way that sports are going to be actually able to play this fall. Well, I think that so here's the biggest problem, right? And so you, if you look at um, college football, two so you, like you said, two out of the Power Five have already kind of yanked their season. The NCAA really hasn't said anything. They've got yeah, some no. general guidelines on their they, website. Yeah, they're that's all they're saying. Trying to organize this thing, there's no there's nobody saying like, look, here is the plan. Here's how we're going to keep people safe. And that's the one thing, and we've seen it in professional sports, the NBA did a really good job of centrally organizing, saying this is how things are going to happen. We're going to put people in a bubble. We're going to do this. We're going to have protocols. We're gonna... yeah. and, and the NBA has been the most successful one. In, the, in MLB, where they're actually going park to park and people are traveling around, we're starting to see it break down, right? We're, we're seeing because... teams you know, miss games, and uh, it's just not, it doesn't work. Right. Well, and, and, the, so and the like you say, thing. the NBA took ownership. They they said right. we're going to we're going to own this and we're going to make a decision as a group. The NCAA said we will put out some. We're going to copy and paste some guidelines that other agencies have have recommended, and we're not going to. We don't want any liability. We don't want any, want anything coming back on us. We're going to say, well, uh, conference, make your own choice because you know here, here's some guidelines that that we that we didn't even write ourselves. Do what you want to do. Well, and it's that's, not that's even not... just that. It's impossible to put college sports in a bubble, right? You can't do it. All these kids are going to school. They're trying to, and so you've got all these individual campuses, and then you're trying to bring people together, and that's, I mean, you just can't do that right now. Exactly, and and that's why you know also, even school. I mean, if unless you say okay, college sports athletes are going to purely do online distance learning from the you know lockdown hotel on campus or whatever. How, how how would it work any other way? And and the campuses are going to have people intermingling. That's just yeah. That's just a done deal. All right. Let's let's talk about the motivations and how this actually works from a decision making um, authority at these schools. So in the back rooms, let's just put ourselves there. You're the you're the university president. The university president is actually making the decision, right? So um, there's the sports division of the school, right? Uh, there's the team. The teams, uh, the players want to play. Players want to Desperately, play. the players want to play. And let's remember this. About, I don't know, 95 to 98% of the players or more will never play 
in the NFL, will never play in the NBA. So this is not about they need to play to get ready for the NFL. Like that, Almost nobody in college ends up playing professionally. That's not what college sports is actually about. Yeah. Um, There's a small section where that very much applies, but for the majority of people playing football and every other sport, they're, they're not going to end up being pro. Yeah. They want to play. Their coaches, They, for the most part, the coaches want to play. They all want this desperately. In fact, the school in general desperately would love sports to go on. Why? Because of money. It's all about the money. It's not just the money that they make from those sports. Way more than even what they make from the sports. It's all about the donations. It's all about that. And they don't want to piss off the people that donate primarily for the sporting programs because that their loyalty to the school, what excites them, what engages them with the school in most of these schools are the football program, and that's where they get most of their money from. So if you're and I saw a stat on, on one particular university, and I can't remember which one, but they, it was like a pie chart of where their money comes from, and it was all football compared to even the other sports. The next biggest sport, basketball, was like $1 million and football was... Yep. 30 million or some just just crazy yeah. big yeah, that disproportion not specifically been a and but a and the same thing i mean it, they get a ton of money from college football from tv rights from putting a hundred thousand people in the stands you know six times a year um think about all the small businesses that are especially some of these small college towns um it's a big deal to get that influx of people that influx of business into the town it's not just the universities, it's the entire ecosystem, right? And I'm not, I'm not right. going to be able to find but, but, it now, but the stats that, that I saw basically show like, like a breakdown of profitability by sport. Football was all the way profitable, like 10, 20, 30 times as much as basketball. And then the very next sport went into a negative. So football actually funds all the other sports. So if football can't be played, the money losing sports will not be played, just from a, from a pure dollars and cents standpoint. So here, but here, let's get to the dirty little secret. The dirty little secret is a couple of these schools basically said they looked at all that. They looked at all their options. They looked at the scenarios, how the scenarios actually play out. And that's what we do. We looked at scenarios and they made a decision and said, well, the scenarios are not going to play out in our favor to have sports. We have to cancel them. They cancel them. Right. And then the other I think what's happening is the other leagues. Right. The other conferences, excuse me, are looking at this going. I think they're coming to the same conclusion. This is likely not going to play out well, but but um, we can't cancel now. There's no way because our donors are on the phone with us every day, threatening us. You know they are. We're in fundraising season. Think about canceling. Yeah. You know the heat. The heat that they are getting right now when it comes to financial resources is so big and large. Not to cancel. Push. Kick the can down the road. Try and to just season. pray for a miracle, right? I think it's what they're doing, especially like the SEC, the Big Twelve. They're just praying that something can come about that it's going to let them play football. But and think, I just don't know if yes. it's going to come. Think about the science. Yes. We we saw it happen in elementary schools in Georgia. You you put people back in schools, and all of a sudden, one person has has a, a case, and now we have to shut down things again. Yeah. yeah. So here's the difference, guys. That the president of the school is going to be slightly more academically mind, have it more academic mindset than the sports program itself. So what's going to happen is at some point they need to balance out. And remember, it's only about one thing and one thing only money. That's the only thing it's about. 
So right now they're saying if we can keep the program open for another six weeks, okay, maybe we delay the season a month and then we have the season and maybe we get a couple games out, whatever it happens to be, then we can make, it's gonna, we're going to make so much money just continuing to get donations during that time, right, continuing to get some seats filled, TV rights, whatever, all that. Deal. And by the way, if and when we cancel, if we have to cancel, nobody's going to blame us because we tried. We tried. We tried so hard, and they're going to come back and say, you know what? You guys, we love you because you tried. We and did exactly what you asked for. We, we did our best to play in the, in the fall, and we're just going to have to push it back a little bit. And, and there's not going to be, they're not going to say we're canceling it altogether. Once it comes game time, just a week before, they'll probably say, you know what? We have to, we have to push it back again. Although I can't imagine what's going on with those teams. And, and, you know, the practices have to start. So they have to kind of know what they're doing in advance. They have to say, okay, well, we're not going to be on the field practicing together right now because it's too dangerous. They don't even know what to, they don't even know what to do when it comes to that right now, Dave. But the thing is, uh, right now they're looking at, okay, if they have to delay the season after a couple games, they just say, hey, we'll continue it in the, in the spring. And by the way, that is a genius way to kind of play both sides. If I was a school, I would be doing exactly that. I'd be playing both sides as a university president. But my dirty little secret is I kind of am probably just going to cancel the season. I'm going to cancel it right before we start or a few games in as soon as things start to get bad because the only thing I don't want to happen is I do not want a coach to die. I do not want a player to end up in the ICU because he has some he has some issue that we didn't realize he had that made him um, that made him a uh, you know highly prone person for this pandemic right to actually end up in the hospital you know if you have enough players you're going to have one person that is at risk right at risk of when they get this they could end up in a hospital and that does not play well for a university's long-term brand hey, that they it's not even It's not even these short-term things. So like, let's say that, yeah, I mean, that's a really bad deal. But you're also looking at if somebody were to catch um, coronavirus because they played some other team or whatever, they could sue the university 15 years later if they've got some sort of long-term damage, right? And yeah. so then you've got liabilities that are sitting out years and years and, and you years. And you know the entire... Every decision any university is made to do one thing, the same decision that's made in government and, it, and it, in most, company, most big companies, unfortunately, cover your butt, man. Cover your butt is what drives every single decision, okay? So I think my thesis is there's a dirty little secret that no one's talking about, which is they have, just like having two sets of books. They have a plan that they're telling the world about, that their donors about, their students about, the media about, their fans about, and that's a story we're hearing right now out of the SEC. And then there's another set of books. There's another. I will plan. say, I will say, no, I kind of agree. The SEC, though, I mean, they're not like going out and hard committing. They're just saying, like, look, we're we're trying to just take the information in as we get it. We're going to make a good decision when we make a decision, but they're not. You know, they're not promising a season right now. They're, they're, not they're not taking a hard line. No, they're not taking a hard line, Jordan, but they're also, they're not telling you what they're really thinking, which is, dude, if one person, if one person on this team 
starts to get sick and it looks pretty bad or if a bunch of them get sick don't look bad or, or anyone in the if even a student that's not on the team ends up in the ICU this semester then we got to just we're just going to have to cover our butts on this and just say no sports cuz like it's the student won't really be in the press that much but if this happens with someone on our team is in the ICU dude that that like there there's the excuse we need to shut the program down and not take any crap from our donors, right? And, and the media and our fans, right? So that is the dirty little secret that I think we have to plan for as traders. You have to be laser prepared to make your trades the second this thing shuts down completely. So what are the stocks this week? What are the stocks that are going up a lot? Because all of a sudden, football's not going out. Like the last couple of days. Like yeah. when we realized, oh my gosh, it's not falling apart. It's going to actually happen in a smaller way. Penn National, right? Absolutely. Penn National is, is the stock. They're, get, they're, they're killing it the last couple of days. Obviously, the market sees Penn National as a stock that is, come on. It, this is all about Barstool Sports. Uh, it's all about the new Barstool Sports gambling app that's coming out and i think penn national is going to be a company that because of their barstool uh acquisition is going to tightly be correlated with college okay and college sports and all of that whether it's real or not doesn't actually matter so right now we have college sports maybe so now everyone's like oh we get back into penn national the second we start to see the tides turn, and we said the same thing during our, our back-to-school-at-home episode, you have to be ready with your trades. And for me, you know what I bought this week? Penn National. I'm in Penn National again, okay? You know what I'm going to sell? The second I hear those rumors start to surface about, about the SEC, someone being sick on that team or something happening, I'm going to sell Penn National and probably short it. Okay, so like for me, that is my number one trade on this dirty little secret that I know is going to surface at some point. So you have to trade with all the information. And I'm, I'm long for now. I'm going to keep a close eye on Twitter, a close eye on the rumors. Fortunately, I have a, a text group from college with a bunch of guys that are obsessed with college football. So and I think, you know, it's funny, this text group, everyone has like a beat. And like, there's a couple that is literally all they do is co coverage. Just the second there's a rumor, I will get texted about it, and I will, if it's real, I will turn that trade around. If I think college football is going to fall apart again, yeah, at least so. at least get out of your long position and then be ready to go short if you if you really see momentum behind it. So you, you have mm -hmm. you have Pin National, you have DraftKings, you have our GAN play that that we've been in for a long time. Uh, Draft DraftKings has been trending down. Uh, but on a little uptick here recently. Uh, uh, I'm not in DraftKings right now, Dave, because I feel like Penn National is such a clean, pure trade on this. It right? is. And, like, and actually, I, there were some some analysts just initiated coverage on them with a buy rating, and their rationale was very similar to what you're saying. They are going to have the kind of natural progression, the natural like college kids who want to bet are going to go there because of the whole David Day Trader and Barstool Sports uh, kind of just the hype behind it. That's the one that people are you talking about. might be referring about. to Goldman Sachs. I think Goldman Was Sachs Goldman? actually came out with a buy rating on them. And yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it, listen, they're, they're, if you want to invest in college sports, you're going to invest in Penn National at this point, you know, and, and that's all there is to it. 
So I, I could see myself sticking with the trade. It's not a huge trade for me. It's a small trade. I'm in pen. Uh, I'll sell pen uh, when I see this turn around. And quite honestly, I'm back in pen again as soon as the thing, as soon as we get through this. Like that's a stock that I think is going to be like I don't want to call it the Tesla of college sports, but it kind of has potential to turn into the Tesla of college sports and be irrationally traded for the next couple of years. It's going to be a fun one to trade in and out of with information. So as a social arb trader, I love it. And and I know you've uh, sold about half of your GAN. That was that was weeks ago. You're still more. long in GAN. You've sold more. Because it has, I, no, it has I, jumped I've up sold recently. I more than half. I have 20,000 shares of GAN, and that's kind of my GAN position. And, like, I will keep that 20,000 shares of GAN, and if I see something super interesting, um, I can see myself doubling down on GAN. And if I see something bother, bothersome, I can see myself getting out again. But right now, 20,000 is kind of where I want to be, and I will double down in GAN, like, for example, you know, the, my favorite social arb trade on GAN is that Pennsylvania-New Jersey gambling report. It comes out once a month. Yeah. Guys, I hope in Discord, can somebody in Discord please try to predict, or not even predict, can find out what day of the month that report comes out. I think the New Jersey comes out, and then the Pennsylvania comes out the day after New Jersey. Uh that report, what's so fascinating about it is if you know what day it's coming out, you can go to the website where it's coming out and just keep refreshing it and looking for the report because the press release doesn't get published like to the market for like two or three hours after. So if the, if the report comes out and it looks really good that that gambling revenue is up a lot, online gambling revenue, excuse me, is up a lot. Um, you could just buy GAN right then and there, and GAN pops on that report if it's a good report. If we get another good report this month, I want to be in GAN 2, 3x what I am now just for that report alone. So like that's a really good social arb trade that everyone in our community should be looking for uh, this month. Are there, are there yeah, other plays? Because I, mean, I, I have, I have um, the other side of it, the non-gambling side of, of sports being off, I think, are the media companies. Disney and Fox, right? Those are going to be the ones that I think are most impacted by television not having sports to show. Now they have, you know, there's so some Dave, there's some baseball, there's some other things that are that are being played. But do you know how much of a draw college football was? And these brand advertisers, the insurance companies, the credit card, Visa. I, I saw Visa said they're they're going to be shifting their money. They're going to go from television to online, right? And the only two companies they can yeah. use really are Google and Facebook. Yeah, the ratings is I mean the advertising revenue off college sports, Dave. It's it's so gigantic. It's absolutely insane. Um, you have to wonder the extent to which some of that will float to professional sports like the NFL. Um, you know, there's there were rumors that if college sports does get canceled, which it could at some point, uh, that we'll see NFL football on even more nights. They'll like expand it even more. They'll make a last minute decision and they'll be throwing college. They'll be throwing NFL football up like five nights a week. Right. Just because yeah. people will be so desperate to watch it. And I'll watch it, man. I will watch. Well, Jordan, will you not watch NFL football? If NFL's already on week? five nights a week. The way they've redone this television <laughs> schedule, every network gets a night and it, you can watch football anytime you want. It's, it's but going what are you going to do all day long on Saturday? In, I'm not interested at all in pro football. I'll watch the Cowboys, but that's, I just can't sit. I'm, I don't get excited about pro for some reason. I don't know what it is. 
Yeah, but like, thing is, people will do their what they do with fantasy sports, and that's going to get them interested in pro, and they'll watch. And I think people like, even like my wife loves football. I don't, she doesn't like watch it intensely. She loves the Cowboys, but she loves having it on in the background. Just to her, it's like fall. It sounds like you fall. know having exactly. football. That's why spring what? a spring season for college doesn't make any sense because you can't have a pumpkin spice latte while in the spring while you're watching the game. No, no, you can't. Um, so here's what I was thinking: uh, if college football does fall apart, and it probably will, that's our thesis, right? Uh, I might, sh- I might short the beer companies, right, man? Like, don't you think that this, it's got it's going to destroy beer this quarter, right? It has to, it has to have a pretty big impact on beer. Is that is that too big of a stretch what, for college? I don't know about college, kind of right? I mean, well, you get so tailgating's down, but most college stadiums don't serve beer. I think more and more are, but uh, I'm not even talking about that, Jordan. I'm just yeah. talking about bar traffic will be down. The I bar mean, traffic will be down. People hanging out their house drinking beers will be down-ish, like just down-ish. I mean, what what, what else is going to get harmed? I think beer could be down. I don't think liquor is going to get hit too much, but beer, I feel, just goes right with college football. I think it just goes hand in hand, like tailgating, watching at your house, go, watching college football at bars. I wish Buffalo Wild Wings was still a public company because that would be like my favorite short right now. It just makes me sick that I can't short them. The other wing companies aren't as centric around watching sports like, yeah. like Buffalo Wild Wings is. Um but yeah, I, I I would short them advertising, Dave. What are you thinking? Are you thinking maybe like short uh, Comcast and stuff like that, or short Disney again? Or I think it's Disney. I think Disney has had has been the one that's had this run up recently. Fox Fox Corp is going down already. It's it hasn't you know it, it never had this big boost back. It's, but Disney is the one that has bounced back. I just I I don't know how much the ad revenue. I know there's going to be billions of dollars that don't make it to television, but I just don't know how much of that would be concentrated in ESPN and ABC, which is, you know, the, the main... Uh, it's just not pure enough for me, though, Dave, yeah. because I still think that Disney, while, yeah, they'll get killed, ESPN is going to get killed on that, I think they're going to they're going to people are going to go be all over ESPN for football like NFL football for basketball like basketball playoffs are coming up. I think people are so desperate for sport whatever sports there is out there and even if we don't give them college, I think for ESPN there's still going to be a lot of sport professional sports for ESPN to talk about and people to watch. So I don't know, it's not as pure for me. I think if college is what's going to get hammered and professional is what's going to pick up the slack. I think the company that's correlated with college right now is Penn because of Barstool. Yep. And I feel that Penn is likely to have a pretty big run-up that's going to continue. I hope it will continue into the event that won't happen. Like, there's a starting time, right? The starting time for college football now. Jordan, is it like late September, mid-September? Is that when it is right yeah. now? Yeah, so like they'll have to make a, a decision if they're going to if they're not going to start in late September, they're going to have to decide that earlier. If they're going to go ahead and go and play play that first game and just kind of see what happens, then yeah, we, we yeah. have until late September, early October. What about yeah, Sarah Mark? Yeah, again, how no, much of a pure player are they? I mean, they're already affected by you know just restaurants and uh, well, yeah, so yeah. restaurants. Um, but the thing is, you know. 
even even with NFL and MLB, you're not putting um, fans in the stands, right? Um, and I don't I just don't know how much they've been affected so far. Yeah, I think Jordan. I think the investment community is like disconnected from that correlation, yeah. regardless of the degree that the correlation exists. And yes, Aramark does do hospitals. Uh, they, they supply, for people that don't know, they supply all the stuff to a lot of sporting venues and restaurants too. Like we use Aramark at my restaurant. And, you know, restaurants, you know, you can, you'll have to make a decision. Are they doing better or worse? There's just a lot of noise in in this trade. So like I would, I really want to stick with something pure. And that's why yeah. I keep coming back to the Penn National, if I'm going to trade this, I'm probably going to stick with trading Penn. Because I think the same way that Penn is rocketing up right now, they're going to have a correction if if that on that day, you know it's going to all happen in one or two days, right? That the college sports falls apart. It's going to be a big deal, and then people well, are going to freak out yeah. and sell Penn. Right? Yeah, just, like, just like when two of the, two of the five uh, pulled out, it, it, the next the next domino to fall will probably trigger another one and maybe all three right yeah yeah uh, just so looking at, right at now, some of the people are pretty positive some of the line I think the SEC and the ACC their their fates are kind of sealed together right so I think if one of those two uh, one of those two bails I think the other one will um, <laughs> yeah, NBA has been down since Michael Jordan. Uh, NBA ratings are down. Whole playoffs would go up, but maybe not a natural college football replacement. Yeah, I'm not saying they're a replacement necessarily, as much as I don't listen. You got to remember something about Disney and ESPN. Those are long term deals. Like they get paid by the cable networks no matter what. So the way that it works is Comcast has to pay X amount of money per subscriber. Uh, to Disney for ES- to have ESPN. And they don't get to change that every month based on how many people are watching ESPN. It can affect the ESPN deal longer term when it comes time to renegotiate that Comcast deal. So if you want to trade this, guys, I feel like the Comcast of the world, and there's like Viacam, Comcast, those are the ones that get stuck holding the bag if advertisers pull out if viewers stop watching because there's no college sports, but yet they still need to pay Disney, you know, $38 a month, whatever it happens to be. I don't know what the number is per Comcast subscriber to, for the right to continue to air ESPN. They can't say, Hey, we don't want ESPN this month. Like, like they don't get to say that. Well, no, so, well, I get that right, but ESPN will be losing out on ad revenue, right? And so, they will lose it because yeah, they do. They do have some of their own ad revenue with the way that it works. It buckets out, so yeah. they do get some of their own ad revenue from that. So they will lose some, but again, the advertisers don't have a lot of places to go right now. And they will try to push into, I think, professional sports, right? And they don't get to make those decisions like same day. So they're making those decisions right now. Like they made them already, right? So if I want to be in sports in general. So I feel like that's why Disney surprised us and kind of did better than we anticipated they would when they announced earnings a couple weeks ago. And I think they might be set to surprise us again with some of that stuff this quarter. So I don't know. Like I wouldn't play, I wouldn't probably trade Disney. Here, I would do a Viacom or a Comcast. I don't really trade those companies either. I'm going to stick with Penn, guys. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with just trading them. And people saying, you Personally, can't short Disney because that's bad luck. Um, we, we have commenters <laughs> saying that... Uh, Everybody loves Disney. 
And people people uh, stuck at home drink beer too, and it's sold at grocery stores. And uh, uh, let's see, another. Uh, what about Wingstop? That was that was an idea that that floated by in the live chat. Yeah, like like Chris yeah. said, people don't go to Wingstop and just sit and watch football games like they did B-dubs. Yeah. Um, because Wingstop, yeah. I, I don't think they got beer, right? So no, but it's more just like a wing restaurant. Yeah, and and by the way, Dave, sh- should we be doing our react? I think I think I really do want to. I want to get the other side to the story. Um, should we kind of go into our dumb money reacts? Because yes, I think let's... there is another side to the story yeah. that could pressure, you know, could could make us change our mind. And I, I do want to. I want to really think about it fairly, right? So if I find so... the right button to push. I can say something like, "Guys, you remember how this works? We're doing these, we're doing these kind of programmatic episodes on our primary Dumb Money channel for people that don't want to sit through a two-hour Dumb Money live, uh, so they can go straight to Dumb Money YouTube.com forward slash Dumb Money and watch a nice five to ten-minute episode. So one of the new things we have planned is this Dumb Money reacts, where we're going to react to something every week. And if you just want a nice little five to ten-minute episode of us reacting to a topic." This is where, that's where you'll go. But you have to, you'll have to be patient with us because we're going to do the whole intro, outro, we're just, right? We're just, learn, yeah, we're just learning how to do this. So it's time now for a little feature we're calling Dumb Money Reacts. How's that for production value? Oh, man, that is good. I like that a lot. <laughs> So basically, today we're going to be reacting to Trevor Lawrence and his little tweet storm and the hashtag we want to play movement. Also known as T Law. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, I mean, the thing about Trevor is when he speaks, the world listens because he's that good, man. He's like the face of college football right now. And man, like, you got to listen to him. And. He kind of threw me off because you guys know the way I feel right now about college football and how I'm trading it. I think college football has a dirty little secret they're not telling us about. I think they're not actually planning to start, even though they say they're planning to start here in September. And if they do start at the first sign of anybody getting sick on that team or really anyone getting sick and hospitalized in the whole university, the president of the university is going to freak out. He's going to pull the plugs on the program. They're not telling you this, but this actually is happening right now in the back rooms of every university. They're like, dude, we cannot have someone on our team in an ICU on a ventilator. So I don't care how much money we're going to have to give up in donations at the time. We will pretend like we're going to start the season. We'll probably start the season if everything looks okay. But the second something goes bad, it's over. It is over, right? They will pull the plug. Yes, and that's why I'm trading Penn National. I'm in Penn National right now. As long as it looks like they're going to play, they're telling us they're going to play the season, or at least a few of these conferences are. But as soon as it looks like something's going bad, I'm out, man, and I'm probably shorting Penn National. But now we have this guy, Trevor, and he made a really good point. We have to look at the other side of this because the players want to play. So we're reacting yeah. right now before we've actually looked at the. Well, let's see. Let's, so let's let's rewind. Let's, let's look at the tweets. What, what, what's so let's let's read some tweets. I don't know about y'all, but we want to play. That that's what started this all. The hashtag we want to play. What else do we have here? Oh, Hang on. Can't fight a good hashtag, you know. <laughs> 
He makes a good point. Can you read his whole point out, Dave? Because I think the, so, the kid makes a really good point. He makes a great point. Let's work together to create a situation where we can play the game that all of us love, not divide and argue. There will be, a, there is a way forward. People are just, people are at, what does it say? People are at just as much, if not more risk, if we don't play. Players will be sent home to their own communities where social distancing is highly unlikely and medical care and expenses will be placed on the families if we if they were to contract COVID-19. And I actually this is completely point, agree with this. Right? Yeah, because, so think about it. You have a controlled environment. You can isolate these kids. Um, they've got their own, at least at a and I know I know the football team and the rest of the student athletes have basically their own quarters, they had their own living conditions, they had their own um, dining halls and things like that. And so if they had good protocols around all of this stuff um, and they had really good testing, um, daily testing maybe, um, I don't know, then there, there, there's, a, there's a good point that maybe it's a better situation for these guys than being at home. Well, but Jordan, you said daily testing, and that's just not going to happen. I heard that football players are asking for weekly testing. NCAA has suggested weekly testing 72 hours before the games. And I heard that with the exception of like the AAC, my school's conference, SMU, they are actually doing once-a-week testing um, because they actually care enough to have strict protocols. But a lot of these other conferences – they won't commit to that. So you're not going to get daily testing. And as much as tr- I get what he's saying, and college football does have the money to do this. They make tens of millions off these kids. But are they actually going to create the safe environment that they should and can create for them? Yeah, think I'm about that environment. How, how safe could it be? They have, these schools have their own medical people on, on board. They've got labs and things like that. I would I, there's got to be a way that they can figure out how to give these guys daily or every other day or three. I don't care, but like, you know, just very regular testing where you can isolate people that, uh, that come down with it. Right. And you get people in their own little bubble. Like you said, you, uh, you give them basically they do remote learning, but from their, but from their own that, dormitory. Is that what they're thinking? Is they're going to take the entire athletic, the entire football team and put them off site in a hotel or something and have them do distance learning while the rest no, no, of the no, students are on campus. They've already got, they've already got athletic dorms and stuff like that. So they've already got ways to, to kind of keep these guys separate. Um, but that's the only way, right? You've got to create a bubble in every single campus. And if you don't do that, the whole thing falls apart. Right. And how, it looks, how secure it looks so good on paper, Jordan, it looks so good on paper. That's but what I'm saying. The, right. Cause you, if you, if you let anything break through that barrier, and you have to you have to isolate these people on, you know, a hundred different campuses. Can you ensure that each one of those hundred campuses are as safe as the other ones? And it just gets too complicated. To, to When's the last time you saw a college football player stay in his dorm for that's the semester? I, I okay. agree. That's what I'm saying. I, I just don't think it's going to happen. If you could make it happen, there is an ideal scenario where you can lock everybody down. But uh, but yeah, a lot of times, okay. a lot of times, right. kids that are 18 to 22 don't make the best decisions either so he goes on to say not to mention the players coming from situations that are not good for them their future and having to go back to that football is a safe haven for so many people we are more likely to get the virus in everyday life than playing football having a season also incentivizes players being safe and taking all of the right precautions to try to avoid contracting covid because the season teammates safety is on the line without the season as we've already seen people will not social distance or wear masks and take the proper precautions all i'm going to say is have you ever seen like in the winter where they've got the lines like the the offensive defensive lines they shoot down the middle 
and you see their breaths and they've got like they've got yes. like the, they've got the condensed the, the you know in the cold weather you can see their breath and it's just like hitting each other. I'm like, how is that safe? Where they're just like the linemen are just breathing in each other's faces. Right? So Can I just say this kid is so well spoken? I yeah. almost don't oh, believe it. You wrote that. Like like that he made such a concise point there. And if, if he really did write that, good for him, man. I mean, honestly, he's making a great point. It's really hard to debate his point other than this. And I, I'm I'm going to he's a little naive, and I respect his naivety at his age, but he's so naive because everything he's saying is right. But the schools, I hate to say it, don't really care whether the kids get sick if they get COVID when they go home. All they care about is covering their butt, right? So, And we Trevor, know that these... Not about, we know- we know that, that all of the revenue for these schools comes from football, right? This, they get 60% of their operating expenses is coming from the football program. So they do want to play, but what they care about most is covering their butt. And so if they had to make a decision between 10 of their players getting COVID and ending up in the ICU from getting it at home or only two of their players getting it, and one ending up in the ICU at school because they had their program, they'll be like, we'll sacrifice more players getting it at home than less players getting it here because it's not their problem. And that is ultimately, I think, going to be the driving decision factor of whether or not they ultimately cancel the season early or not do it at all. So even though I agree with Trevor, he's absolutely right. It's probably technically safer for these kids to be at school in a semi-controlled environment. It'll never be controlled at school. Um, Even though it's technically safer, your school doesn't care. And as a trader, as an investor, I'm going to be looking out for that cancellation. I'm going to be looking out for the rumor that some kid is sick and the school is likely to now cancel the college football season. And that, I think, is a trade for us. And my trade, as you know, it's Penn National. The second I see this thing falling apart, and I think it will, I'm going to sell my Penn National and probably go short Penn National. Long pick Penn National now and switch positions, sell and or just completely short it. As as, As soon as there's the rumor that this is actually going to either be delayed or canceled altogether for those other three big conferences. Yeah, because Penn National's college football. It's Barstool Sports, man. Barstool Sports, college football. That's what you got to trade into this situation as far as I'm concerned. But Jordan Pro also, right? I mean, so Barstool's not just college. It's probably a good a good chunk of it. It's also Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I know. It's let's put it this way. It's college. Yeah, it's, it's college football, it's professional football, it's for all sports, but it's a lot of college age users. And yeah. so I think it has that kind of perception affiliation to the investment industry. Um, and people are going to trade that way. Um, so that that's my trade on all this, guys. I mean, what do, what are you doing here? Do you think do you think that Trevor is going to have enough of an impact with his words to actually change the decision making of this the cover the CYA decision making um, mentality of these college offices? I think he's he's no. raising the question, and I think he's making them kind of delay their decision even more. The three that haven't, I don't think, the three I don't, that haven't pushed back, I think that they are like, oh, well, we have to give a little breathing room now because we were going to cancel, but now we're going to just 
pretend like things are going to go back to normal and we'll play in the fall and everything will be cool. I don't think they care at all about the thoughts and feelings of the players. I think it's all about money and it's all about uh, trying to get this, just trying to delay, like you said. And uh, if there's a miracle, then maybe they can get their season going. Um, but I, I don't think this is an emotional decision for these guys. I think it's all about the bottom dollar. Well, as it always is, I, I, I do. Yeah, I do. I do like that he's speaking out. I, I think he is really eloquent in, in his in his viewpoint. And honestly, you know how careful I am when it comes to this pandemic. I barely even leave my house. Uh, my kids are not going to school this semester. They'll be staying at home with us. Um, but I do understand that for a lot of these kids, it may, might be the safer place to be. And I think he made, I think he made a really good point. I don't oh, think and, and I think that cares it, to hear it. Technically, it would be a better place for them to be. I think that, uh, that the football players would be as cautious as anyone on campus, and they have, they, have a motive, they have a real reason to stay safe and stay healthy, right? Yeah, but you got to remember something. At that age, they're missing that thing in their brain, Dave, that allows <laughs> them to understand risk. So they just don't care. They don't care. It's a Friday. You're only in college for so many weekends, okay? It's like this many weekends. And every time a weekend goes by and you stay in your dorm because your football coach told you not to go out is one weekend less. And if you're in the 98% of players that are not going to the NFL – Screw it, man. I'm going out, dude. Like, you're going out. They're going to go out. Do you realize that NFL players couldn't even hold? They're grown up men with families making $20, $30, $40 million a year, and they can't even control themselves. Do you think a 19 year old or a 21 year old playing in college is not going to go out? Not going to happen. So, like, it's the whole thing's kind of weird, but. It's not happening anyway. I, you know the way I feel. College football is getting canceled at some point this season. Just a matter of time. So that's the dumb money no, reaction to Trevor Lawrence and his We Want to Play tweet storm. What's your reaction? Let us know in the comments. We really do read every single one. And if you happen to have something that you'd like us to react to, you can't post links in the comments. So send us an email, react at dumbmoney.tv. And if this video gets 200 likes... We'll do another one next week. So smash the like button, subscribe if you're into that sort of thing. Thank you so much for watching. We're Dumb Money. We'll see you next time. And don't but go anywhere don't go because anywhere. We're, we're actually still on live. So uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like how quick can people be to turn us off? I, I always want to watch the live viewer account to see how it goes. I don't goes. see a drop yet. Not yet, not yet. But oh, we're still a 30 second so delay great. though. So let's see. Yeah. Oh, no. We're, we're, we were at 392. Let's see if it drops. Oh, we did drop. 406 to 388. Oh, 388. 388. I might have to just yeah. not oh. do the wrap-up. Like, do exactly. a pre-recorded wrap-up at like, the end. The later one to the, they can edit it in the last one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's... um Basically, it's... We, we lost four people. So, to those four okay. people... Learn, learn oh, how God. Dumb Money Live works. <laughs> but, but, we don't even know how it works. I know, I, I know. know how it works. Um, guys, we are we we are working with some really uh, a really cool really cool guys that are trying to help us uh, with our channel, and we have some super cool stuff about to be published to our old Dumb Money channel, including the what what's it called the where uh, what's the, what's the episode we're editing? Would you right rather? Now? We have Would You Rather. So uh, two days Dude. ago on on the live show, we did a uh, Would You Rather segment and. The edit that they put together is amazing. So if you aren't a subscriber on our other channel, youtube.com slash dumb money, go subscribe because we're about to start putting the best of this show over on that channel. 
but it's so much better too. Like it's like a hundred x better with that edit than it ever was during the live show. So like, I mean, there's explosions and stuff. Show, it's it's pretty amazing. Could you guys please? I beg you. Can you please <laughs> go to the old channel and subscribe? And just like, if nothing else, you gotta watch this first episode when we put it up. It's like eight minutes long, nine minutes long. It's so cool, dude. I want to get your guys' reaction on it. Um, so that's it, Dave. I mean, I, I feel like this is that's my college sports deal, man. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. I, 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 I know what I'm doing. We're all about having a prepared mind, right? I yep. feel like my mind is totally prepared for the college sports and sports season in general. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to trade Penn National. I'm just waiting for it right now. I'm watching the rumors. I think I know the scenarios that can take place. And by the way, if I'm wrong, if the scenario of college football getting canceled at some point in the next six, seven weeks doesn't happen, then I'm just going to stick with Penn National. It's a company that I think is going to do really well as we come out of the pandemic. Uh, I probably will add a little more to GAN as well, quite honestly. And uh, yeah, that, that, okay. that, that's my so I, I also want to talk if, about some if, if these three conferences actually end up playing, that would be huge for those schools, right? Because they'll get you know proportionally more eyeballs than uh, than they would have normally because they'll be the only ones playing. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna uh, step away for a second because I have to get the headlines because I I know I want to also talk about some other things that I pulled, but I can't do it right now. Be right back. You guys keep talking. Uh, you, uh, <laughs> he's going to get. Jay bailed. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, I'm looking through. Like, what are what are some headlines that are going on right now that you only want to talk about? Like, I, can I just talk about stimulus, dude? Right now, what the hell's going on with what Trump did this weekend? The whole thing is so all over the place. Can we still agree it doesn't matter whether it's coming from the executive branch in some weird executive order, or whether they actually do come to agreement between the House and the Senate? Stimulus is happening, right? It could be 300 a week, 400 a week. Do you realize that they came out after this weekend, Jordan, and said, because you know it was only 300 a week. They said 400 a week is what they were going to do by executive order, but only 300 of it was coming from the federal government and 100 of it was coming from states, which will never happen. They came out after getting a bunch of backlash for that and said, hey, oh, we can do more. We're open to doing more. Do you agree with me? that at the end of the day, we're going to end up getting minimum 400 a week stimulus and probably 500 a week. Like, do you agree? And, it, and if and when that happens, it's just going to juice this market for the next 90 days through the election cycle, right? Am I wrong? I just feel like it's already factored in, right? I mean, we know it's going to happen, so... Well, we know it's going to happen, but we don't know the number, right? Like right now, the only number that we know is going to happen is 300 a week. Yeah. And I think that number is going to get edged up to like there will be an announcement in the next couple of weeks from Trump. And it will be, OK, fine. We'll do the whole 400 from the Fed or we'll do 500. I don't know what the number is going to be. Maybe 450. But it's going to be more than the 300 we see today. I think that will be another little pump for the market. Uh, when my buddy Ryan called me, he's like, hey, what's going on with the market falling apart a couple days ago, at least the tech stocks? I'm like, hey, listen, there's so much juice coming into the market between now and the election. I just don't see how things fall apart uh, between now and then, period. I'm really comfortable. I don't want to be short a lot. I am short a couple restaurant stocks. I am short a couple little things like Ruth Chris. I'm a little bit short. But for the most part, you know it, man. I'm just super long between now and the election. And I'm not going to tease the election episode too much. 
But but let it's me coming just say, Monday. I know, I know, I know. But let me just say, I almost think, with the exception of one scenario that might play out, which is unlikely, that you almost can't lose going into the election. Okay, with how all the different scenarios, just in terms of overall overall market. Okay. Dave, what do you got? What, what okay. kind of headlines do we have? I now about? have some uh, some other things that are moving the market that I just wanted to just we could just run through these and this, yeah. it's, it's not an official reacts, well, but this is th- these are some very uh, topical things that that caught my eye uh, over the last twenty four hours. If I can find the right button to push, there we go, and that button. Okay, so this was uh, from the New York Times: the uh, coronavirus. Uh, toll in the U.S. may have already exceeded 200,000. They're saying that uh, 200,000 more people have died than usual since March. That's 60,000 higher than directly linked to coronavirus. And this is something that you talk about all the time, Chris, that excess death count being the one metric that tells the whole story. Guys, you might as well just call me Mr. Excess Death because I talk about this almost daily offline to our friend group, because we get into battles all the time about how many people are actually dying. And I'm like, excess death is all that matters. Now, excess death does include some other stuff, though, like an increase in suicides that we might not ordinarily see, an increase in drug overdose. Uh, We've lost a lot of people that we know this summer, not a lot, but a handful of people to drug overdoses. But most of those would Um, be classified, right? What? Most of those would be classified, uh, right? No, there's, they still get counted as death. So yeah. excess death is just all the death, okay? Oh, that, are death. Over, that are over the trend line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, over the trend line. And and the excess death, well, the thing that people don't realize, it also gets bigger. It's like a, it's like a slack number. So so they're, they're, they'll add additional some, – some precincts count deaths more slowly than others. So the excess death for like June – we don't even know what it is yet. Like it's going to go up higher than it is right now. I've been saying we're at over two hundred thousand for months. I know we're over two hundred thousand. There's no doubt in my mind we're over two hundred thousand. And this, so, this um, is really interesting. I thought to see the breakdown of Southwest, Midwest, and Northeast. You see, the Northeast had this huge spike April, May, and then it's dropped down. The South has had kind of this rolling wave that's accelerated near the end, as has the West. And the Midwest had a, had the, had a smaller version of what's going on in the Northeast, where there's a bump and then a kind of trail off. So yeah. at 200,000, I mean, we're starting to close in on like 0.1% of the population of the yeah. United States. Virginia, that's and a lot, right? It, it is a lot. And also 200,000, yeah, it's a number that catches headlines. I'm. It makes me anxious because... I really don't know how I feel going into the deep fall season when it comes to overall market after we get as we're going into the election as it relates to the pandemic, because I do honestly feel that it will get worse before it gets better. But right at its worst point, I don't even care. I got to go so long on this market. I'm already so long on this market because I feel we're going to come out of this thing in the spring, summer. We are going to have vaccines. I don't know who's going to take them. That's another big issue, guys. It's like I hear so much anti-vaccine stuff right now. I'm nervous that no one's going to take the vaccine. But I do feel that we're going to come out of this thing in the spring. And I got to be long our rebound stocks. Like I got those recovery stocks, the travel names, Live Nation, Avis, the cruise lines, the airlines, Sabre, all that stuff. Like I, at some point in the next 90 days, I'm going to make a decision and just really hammer down on those things. I'm going to go in really hard on that. 
And picking that point when you want to go down hard, you can't be late. You got you. I'd rather be a little early than a little late, right? So we really got to monitor. I think back to school is going to be a disaster. And at that time when it all falls apart, right then, right there, that's kind of going to be the you, moment, yeah. don't you think? That's that's yeah. That's your big moment to pounce. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'll be looking for it. Hang on one sec. I, I, my, is my microphone level terrible again? This I cannot figure out what's going on today. I just looked over and I was so like, I can't have to tell because um, you sound I mean, great to me, but then you sound great the whole time. So well, yeah, we, we can never tell. I'm not seeing people talking about it. Let me know in the comments. Let's uh, put this chat thing back on the screen. So by the way, speaking of speaking of, uh, no. Oh, you got another one there? Yeah, this also from the New York Times. This is, uh, we are the guinea pigs. Hollywood is restarting the blockbuster machine. Apparently they are uh, resuming filming uh, for the Jurassic Park movie over in uh, in the UK. Uh, this is the chance for the movie industry to see if it can move past the financial woes caused by the pandemic. You know, that's interesting, Dave. I, I feel like that's a hugely good sign um, for companies like Netflix, obviously, also Disney, because that was a big overhang if they weren't able to pick production back up this fall. Yeah. Like, if they can't pick production back up, that was going to be a massive, massive issue for these stocks come next summer when they run out of program, quite honestly. So yeah. I'm, as a Netflix stockholder, I'm really happy to see that. I would consider going even longer into the Netflix into the fall, but only if I see some hit shows. I have to see some mega hit shows. As you guys know, the way that we trade Netflix historically, and it's almost always worked for us, is you can have a base position in Netflix or not have a base position. I have I have a small base position. We monitor every single Netflix show, and if we see a show uh, kind of surfacing that is an anomaly, it's hitting a new demographic, a new sector of the world. It's it, it's it's hitting in a way that other shows haven't really hit before. Uh, that I, that's when we go in heavy on Netflix because that's generally what drives new subscriptions and what drives older subscribers to re-up their subscriptions for that quarter. So right now, guys, I'm kind of waiting. I know they have some good shows, but I'm waiting for a real mega hit. And if I see that, I'm going to pound on Netflix now that I know uh, that they are picking up production again. And hopefully it's not just one or two shows, Dave. Hopefully they're really all going to start picking up again. Yeah, it's, well, I think... The problem it, is, so if they, start, if they start production now, how long does it take them to get, you know, from starting production to getting that show live on Netflix? Well, for, for well, big blockbuster it, movies like this, like Jurassic Park, that's a very long process because they have to draw a bunch of digital dinosaurs. Um, but for a lot of the Netflix shows that have less, uh, that are less effects-driven and more uh, just, you know, shot on location with... with minimal like effects and stuff added in post it's a it's a way quicker cycle but i think that what you'll see is there will be a slowdown in the release schedule for all of these things they've already kind of figured out that okay well, we have this many shows we're going to have to stretch it out as far as we can um the you know the, the theatrical releases have started to come to a direct you know pay-per-view or or a, you know order video on demand services um but i i heard that like is it is it AMC that is that is trying to do a theatrical release for one of the the big blockbusters? I can't remember what it was. Um, Netflix has a lot of stuff coming out too. I think people are saying that in the comments. I think they're okay, Jordan. They have so much content. The only issue for like the Netflixes of the world is if they had to be out of 
production for a full year. Like yeah. getting out of production for a year would have hurt. Getting out of production for six months, they can they can make that work. They can accelerate some things. Like honestly, Netflix has so much in production, Jordan, that if they got if they were cut by fifty percent, you wouldn't even realize it. You would still think you would still be blown away by how much new stuff they have coming out every quarter. Like I can't keep up with it. It's it's so insane. I can't either. How much they actually produce. And between world. all of the things that you watch now, like to have your Apple TV originals, to have your Netflix, to have Hulu, like there's some Hulu originals that are really good. And yeah, I I you know I'm surprised every time I try one. It's like oh well, I'm kind of hooked on this show. There's one I can't, I'll have to remember the name, but uh, it is it's one that you would like, Chris. Okay, yeah. let's see what else. Um, I I I have to say too, I, I really hope they get Stranger Things back. Um, because that's you know that's like our show in our house. That's like me, and my wife's favorite, one of our favorite shows. Um. Okay, we've already talked a lot about this. The postponed college football games could disrupt the $1 billion TV ad business. Fox and Disney own ESPN and ABC, prepared to take another hit from the pandemic as they already are affected with shutdowns and delays. Yeah, Yeah. we talked that to death. It will happen, but yeah, it's a a muddy trade, you know, and everyone's already in on it. So how are you really going to trade it? You know, like it's it's not something I think is going to, it's not an easy trade at this point. U.S. weekly jobless claims fall to under a million for the first time since mid-March. So, you know what's interesting, guys? Uh, Those are new yeah. claims, right? Those this is new yeah. claims? Uh, no, this is uh, weekly jobless claims. So that's the to- the the ongoing weekly. I thought yeah, I'm not... were like way above a million. No, no, no. It's, yeah. it's, it's, the we- it's how many were claimed in that week. New. Yeah, the ongoing like new. 15 million or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are new. Yeah. These are these are new jobless claims. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm not hearing of the mega layoffs I think everyone was expecting right now. I still do think we're at risk of a tremendous amount of small business closing up into the going into the fall and and winter. I think restaurants, I've been saying this all summer long, restaurants are at risk in October, November. October, November is when we could see the ultimate just crushing of restaurants in North America because we all had free money for the past few months. That free money is now running out and we need business. And there's going to be very little event business and very little sports business, very little corporate parties and all that stuff. I think we'll see a lot of people, the unemployment numbers at risk going into the fall and winter, but right now we're in this zone where we're okay. By the way, guys, can I just say I'm really happy that my restaurant is doing, this is crazy, and I know we have a big outdoor section, a big backyard, Mm -hmm. Chelsea Corner in Dallas. We are doing more revenue on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday than we have ever done as a restaurant. Is that unbelievable right now? That is unbelievable. The only thing that we're doing worse at is Friday, is Friday night and Saturday night because we don't open as a bar. Like the bar, we don't allow it to be a bar late night, so yeah. we're losing yeah. all that business. But our actual like dining business, for those restaurants are able to be open and that are able to create a safe environment, I'm seeing the public is willing to go out. Like they're willing, at least in Texas, they're willing to go out if you if you're safe and we're very safe at our restaurant you know like i watch my kitchen on camera and our kitchen staff is wearing masks in a 105 degree kitchen all day long i'm so proud of them 
for doing that. Yeah, but if you think about it, like in 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 the city, wh- how many restaurants can you think of that have a big outdoor seating section that you would actually want to go to? You have the most beautiful outdoor patio in the whole city that I can think yeah. of right now, right? We could be an anomaly. We could be an anomaly, but uh, you know, I I think of the places that are open, they're gonna do they're gonna do well. Uh, places that have to close, obviously, I think they'll have layoffs and, and bankruptcies. Uh, and a lot of smaller restaurants, you're right, Dave, if they don't have the type of food or the type of atmosphere that people feel safe going to, they're going to be closers this qu- this next quarter. And we'll talk about that. We'll have a standalone episode on restaurants when I feel that there's going to be a major swath of bankruptcies. It'll probably be October, November-ish time frame. Uh, I, I do have more headlines but uh, I also want to talk to uh, our, our chatters. So uh, Pablo uh, wants to know, you, you had uh, Sportsman Warehouse as a stock you're, you're in. Uh, they have earnings Love coming it. up on the uh, 26th. Um, I don't check. I, like It's a stock that I don't check um, because I just it's a very small holding for me. But, oh, they crush it. I'm just... I, I can't, Look at this, man. Look at that. Look at that stock chart. It's unbelievable. Um, listen, it's a small holding, so I don't really think about it too much, but I do own it. They're going to crush it. Why? People continue to buy guns and ammo. I've been saying this all summer long. It's like my number one like social arb sector trade is guns and ammo, guns and ammo. And if you layer on... What is the safest thing? And I'm not a hunter, guys. Like, I don't believe in, you know, I I don't want to say I don't believe in it. I believe in hunting if you do it the right way and you eat all the stuff. I, I believe in it because I eat meat, right? So I have to believe in it. I just don't personally hunt. Um, but uh, I think, is there a safer thing to do this fall than to hunt? I mean, it's, if you're looking so for outdoor safe, activities, right? I think I think playing golf, I think hunting. I think there's there's several things you can do in a small with a small number of people outdoors. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I love Sportsman's Warehouse. I'm not like actively trading it into earnings. Uh, I think honestly, I could see myself selling a bit just because it's gone up so much, and I, I think the information is out there. It's not about how much the stock went up, as much it's about people are talking about it now. We're not the only ones talking about this anymore. Everyone's talking about it. So how much? You know, or how much can you really arb that trade at this point? Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Um, so I don't want to have a strong comment, but I do love Sportsman's Warehouse right now. Let's see what I've got here. Okay, this is this should hit close to home, Chris. Peloton slips after Apple reportedly eyes a fitness product. Peloton shares slid four percent in pre-market trading Thursday after Bloomberg News reported Apple is planning to launch a service bundle that includes virtual fitness classes in October. The bundle with a working brand name of Apple One will allow users to subscribe to its digital entertainment and productivity offerings at a monthly rate, according to Bloomberg News. Awesome. Let's do it, Apple. Let's go. I'm ready. Um, I bought more Peloton today. I bought 40 contracts, $65 contracts of Peloton, August uh, monthly expiration. Uh, let's do this, Apple. Uh, See, I've, I've been, I turned a little bit uh, anti-Peloton just because of, of, of many reasons. You can watch watch all of those. But let's look at uh, Peloton since I turned negative on it. Oh, <laughs> No, I actually really like Peloton. There's there's a lot of things that, that they have going for them. I just don't think it is a well-managed company. 
Yeah, I think I it's think, a great I, product. I don't think this is necessarily bad news for Peloton, right? Uh, because we don't see that Apple's really putting out a huge device yet, and that's kind of Peloton's bread and butter is the tread and the bike and all that stuff. Um, um, yeah, I still but, think but bring in. Peloton, Peloton is all about uh, the subscription, and Apple is too. Right. So it's the services revenue that both of them. Yeah. I mean, that I don't know how much their markup well, is on Peloton, a. On a already spent two grand on this bike and so you're gonna you're gonna use it you're gonna pay the 40 bucks with apple it's just another subscription product every two uh, years i, I have like to buy a new one of these because I they've added really two did. more sensors I've had mine for like four years and it's still fine i love apple yeah. i love apple i want them in this game why do i want them in this game because they'll buy one I want more eyeballs on this game. This is nothing but validation, okay? This is massive validation for the sector. If Apple, and by the way, Apple is slow. They are so slow. So they, if they get in this thing, they are going to tippy-toe, tippy-toe into it, okay? And you know what? If Apple really starts to buy into this, awesome. If they, if they look at hardware, awesome. You know what they'll likely do? They'll likely try to buy Peloton. Or if they try to do their own, even better. Do you know what that means in my world? Google's going to try to buy Peloton. I don't care. I want Apple. I invite Apple. I love Apple. Get into this sector. Hype this sector, okay? If Apple's getting in this sector, that just shows the world that Peloton is right is right it's either an acquisition target for either Apple or Google. Because, you know, Google's going to have to get in if Apple gets in it. Or just have Peloton be the standalone against Apple. I don't really care. I love it. I use this news and this drop to get in to, to double down on Peloton. Because you know what? I wanted you buy, you're to get in more. deeper on Peloton. Yeah. I wanted to get in deeper. Uh, and I got in a little deeper a few weeks ago. I'm, I'm out. I lost money on that. And I'm just going to go in a little deeper here, go into earnings. So I don't care. All right. So uh, we also have some tweets that I pulled. So, uh, Put things in perspective, Fed stimulus sends U.S. stock market valuations soaring, S&P 500 price-to-earnings ratio trades in tandem with the Fed balance sheet. I just thought that was, you know how much I like charts and graphs. Isn't that, isn't that pretty remarkable? Wait, so what is this? this so in is white, it is the S&P 500 price-to-earning 12-month forward chart, and then the yellow is the, be- the Fed's balance sheet. Are they in sync? They're pretty much, They're pretty much perfectly in sync. Pretty much. Yeah. So it, it could be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would call it. Um, uh, what do you call it? Just like chart, like when you like pushing. You something can. Together. Yeah, you can always find two charts that, that line up. But yeah. it's an interesting I, observation I, I thought, that as the Fed just dumps more money out there, uh, the the S and P's uh, a bit a bit of possibility yeah, of having a high price to earnings ratio. But the thing is, there's more dollars that are uh, fighting over the same stocks, right? And so it makes sense because there's more dollars out, uh, out in circulation. The other thing is you can't, you really can't buy bonds right now. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people that do that are probably switching over to stocks just because they can actually get some yield. All right. You know, someone made a great comment. I don't want to go back on your last deal, uh, Dave, with Apple, but... You know, Apple didn't kill Spotify. They won't take out Peton. I totally agree. Um, and that was uh, Mr. Gertrude. I'm totally with you on that. Uh, Spotify could not be stronger, right? Um, so, yeah, totally agree. All right, next what one up. Uh, so 
Squawk Box this morning tweeted about the Goldman Sachs. We kind of already touched on this, but uh, initiating Penn National at a buy $60 price target with uh, with Dave Portnoy's dual presidente's ability to acquire sports gamblers at a lower rate than any other in the industry. I, I just thought that was... Yeah, w- uh, welcome to the party, CNBC. You're like five months late on that uh, tweet, but thanks. <laughs> uh, Okay, so um, this next one from Zero Hedge. Apple is launching unprecedented second bond offering to fund billions in buyback. How much of the Fed, How much will the Fed buy? So this is the first time since, I believe, uh, in several years that they've actually done two bond offerings in the same year. And the thought here is that interest rates are so low, why not put out these bonds, low-yielding bonds, let the Fed buy them, and then we'll buy, you know, Apple, the company, will buy their own stock back, and it will soar. Don't you love? I mean, if financial I financial engineering, if I could, I mean, if I could sell win, bonds, right? I would, right? If I could, if I could fund stock purchases by selling bonds, like just personal Dave bonds, wouldn't wouldn't that wouldn't you do that? Wait, Dave, I thought you were going to do that. Wasn't there some like weird life insurance thing that you were going to do, where you, like you there sold was. a bond on yourself or something? Yes. What yes. was that? Oh my I, gosh, I, that's I'll, so crazy. I'll have to. I can't remember that. It was it was an idea that was pitched to me. And I'll have yeah. to uh, go back and so look you at never, the... you never did it. I never did that, no. But it basically is a way for a, an, an individual to essentially write a bond that a bank buys. And you, it, because individuals can't write a bond or something, there's something about having to have a collateral account. I'll, I'll have to do some research and figure out exactly how that works. basically worked. pay off the bond interest with your uh, stock market winnings, right? You, you pay and, off... Uh, well, what... Life insurance for free. You pay it off with the. Um, you pay it off with the. Well, how how did that work? I think you paid off the bond with the. Uh, actually, the life insurance or like, you know, one of those like mutual like life insurance right. things that pays off over time. And I don't. I, I don't know. I'll have to. I'll have to look into that. That's so complex. You have my head spinning. I just love <laughs> that Apple is more money, more money, cheap money. I love financial engineering. Hey, here's the thing. They're not, you know, right now they're not able to grow their stock price with growth. And so they're doing crazy shit like splitting the stock and then doing buybacks based on debt. I mean, that's that's how they're that's how they're supporting their stock right now. Yeah, he's the man. I don't care how they do it. Do I'm it. just saying. I just said that's the truth. That's they're yeah. not growing. And speaking of, uh, here's here's Ramp Capital. In 2020, the board has voted to do a stock split. It came down in a choice between creating fantastic products or uh, attracting dumpster stockholders. Two of the, one of those two things is easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. This is my favorite topic. We got to talk about that in a minute, Dave. Yeah, and then and then just one last uh, one here. Um, I'm at Target. I need some help. Can somebody explain to me why this is a product? What problem does this solve? Does anybody have? An, does anybody actually drink, uh, bring a drink with them into the shower? So it's a shower drink holder that attaches to. In, the, in, in college, I did. Yeah. Did you really? I always take a beer into the shower. Oh, um, yeah. Why not? Beer in the shower before you go out? A little pregame? I I recently wanted to do that, but not with an alcoholic. I, was just, I had a topo that I wanted to bring. I was had it. I was getting the shower. It was, was you can't bring a glass bottle in, in the, the shower. In the shower with you? you? Wouldn't you just wait until you're done showering and then finish your topo? I mean, I, I was, I'm just saying, like, I had a, I wanted to do that recently in the last couple of weeks, so like, I think it uh, is a thing. I think it's like a glass bottle. You get, it, like a can is safe in the shower. A glass bottle is, it's like bringing a glass bottle into your 
pool. I guess your pool's vinyl, so it doesn't matter. You're not going to break the bottle. <laughs> it is vinyl. Oh, my gosh. AGP, low ground pool. All right, all right. All right. So, I, I, we got so we, we have to talk about, so Apple announced a four-for-one stock split. Then Tesla came out with their five-for-one stock split. We now need to do another new segment. Did somebody say stock split? So today we're defining the term stock split, what it means, why it's important, what you need to know. Even if you think you know everything there is to know about stock splits, you probably don't know the full dumb money definition. So we're not textbook kind of guys. We're just three dudes on YouTube sharing what we've learned, but we've learned a lot by investing our own money. So stock splits, like I said, Apple, four for one, Tesla, five for one. I know this is a hot topic for you, Chris. Stock splits, stock splits basically... We, we, can tell, we can tell people what stock splits are, how they work. It's basically a company deciding that our stock price is high, so we're going to take that dollar amount, divide it by a certain amount, and then issue additional shares to the people who already have it. So basically, if you have Apple stock, you're going to have four times as many shares, but at one-fourth of the price per share. So no, no, new, volu- no new value created at all. Dave, you are... This is taking me back 20 years, okay? Literally 20 years, I was an intern at DDB Needham Advertising. You oh, remember yeah, that, yeah, right, yeah. We've, and, we made, we, as in, your intern project was like making a uh, TV commercial that uh, I think our dads were both, uh, they were both extras in it. We, we have to find that. Dude, Dave, that was... That wasn't my project. I was supposed to sort video uh, uh, video reels in the back room, and I said, no, I'm going to make my own TV commercial, and me and you made it, and we should show that on this channel someday because it's amazing. But you take me about 20 years because I walked into a meeting and as an intern. I was supposed to be a fly in the wall, and they were talking about a national commercial, and basically the focus of this commercial was going to be the word stock split. And then people are going to be like, yeah, stock split, stock split. We made all this money. I'm like, I stood up in front of like the head of the agency and the head creative director being the money nerd that I was, I was like 19 years old. And I said, uh, guys, you can't do this commercial because a stock split isn't a good thing. It's a market neutral thing. It actually means nothing. And the mere fact of having a stock split doesn't make you more money. Oh my god! But that was the that was the nineties. That was the, that was very common practice. When it, when a company hit like a hundred dollars, they would say, "Oh, well, we've done great. Our our we're up to a hundred. Time to split. We're gonna do a two for one split, go down to fifty, or we're gonna do a four for one split and go down to twenty five, so that." Everybody got excited because, wow, we did so good. Now it's time to reward them by doing a stock split. That means great things for for the uh, retail investor. Do you realize the creative director pulled me by my collar, literally pulled me, physically pulled me into his office out of the meeting and reamed me for like 15 minutes and basically said that if I ever even opened my mouth or showed my face again on that floor of the agency... (laughs) He would have me escorted out of the building. like, and, and to this day, I'm like, dude, it bothers me so much when people think that stock splits are a good thing. They mean nothing. It's a financial trick to basically 
bring in more investors. Okay, here's the thought process. And you knew that. You knew that. But weren't you simultaneously, when you were an intern at this ad agency, weren't you also an intern at like a brokerage firm? Like you you, you were on yeah, both sides of this. Nerd. Yeah, you know, I've been trading since 12 years old. I mean, obviously, yes. But here's the thing. What they want to do, the reason why they do these splits back in the day is because when stocks would get really high priced, it would elip- if you only had $200 to invest and the cost of a stock is $280, you can't buy one stock share of their stock. So they would do a stock split, uh, you know, a two for one stock split. And now the stock's only at $120 a share and you could afford to buy one share of stock. And but you that know, one share of stock that you're buying is worth the same thing because the, the, it's worth half the amount. Okay, right? I will be the devil's advocate. Just- I, I completely agree with you, but I will play devil's advocate as I, as I often do. As a Robin Hood investor, as a brand new, I've never, I've never invested before. The biggest complaint that these new investors have is Tesla stock is too expensive. I can't afford to buy a share of Tesla stock. And even though I could buy a fractional share, it just doesn't seem as cool to buy 0.08 shares of tesla when i would love to buy a whole share i want to i want to buy a share but i don't have i don't have a thousand dollars it's promoting misinformation people think all the time oh this stock is more expensive than that stock because the stock price is higher when really a lot of times the stock that has a lower price the market cap the valuation of that company is actually bigger so you might be paying more money for the cheaper stock than the more expensive looking stock, okay? Because it's about the number of shares outstanding times the stock price. That is actually how much the company is worth. So if you have a stock with a million shares that trades for 20 bucks a share, and you have a stock that has 20 million shares but trades for $3 a share, the $3 stock is actually more expensive. And the problem is, that this perpetuates this stock split mentality perpetuates bad investing or misinformation and that's why it bothers me so much it drives me insane but and chris you cannot argue that it splits. works it works it works look at the look at the look at the market reaction to both apple and tesla stock split oh, it has been enormous i know 15% they, for tesla 15% on news of a stock split it is crazy I know it's insanity, though, and I wish people would just smarten up like us on dumb money. Now, no, no, the stock chart, Dave. That's Tesla. Stock splits that I texted you. And right, right. Do you have that one? Oh, did you text me something? I texted you, you and Jordan, uh, a chart this morning of you and Jordan, a, a chart of the, the volume of stock splits. Oh, starting yeah. from the mid 90s today okay so this is going to probably break everything dream. to put try to put this on the screen hang on one second let me uh figure out which this view is my to put dream it coming true here right guys because finally in the 90s when this was bothering me in the 90s when i was threatened to be fired everybody was doing these stupid stock splits and finally companies said you know what we're gonna do the right thing we're just gonna like not you know not split our stock and make people think that they're getting a cheaper stock and look what happened I finally got my way. People stopped doing stock splits. They don't do them anymore until this week. What is happening? Apple, what are you doing? Tesla, what are you doing? They're, they're, they're reversing the trend. They're reversing like the trend. A decade ago, Apple did that uh, seven to one split, right? Um, and then their stock prices just skyrocketed since then. It's crazy. So you can't blame them. Okay, you can't yeah. blame them. So listen, 
if you if you want if it's all about the money if it's all about the money and I own Tesla and, and Apple right so great great I made more money this week because you know people are thinking that a stock split's a good thing I mean I don't even care anymore I give up I don't ever want to talk about <laughs> stock splits ever again because it's insanity it's a neutral event it makes no difference do not think that a stock split that you should buy a stock before a split or after a split because it's completely irrelevant except that if you think there's some weird perception that is self-perpetuating right if it's a self-perpetuating misperception of bad information then I guess maybe you can trade stock splits. So what do I know? So it has nothing to do with the overall market cap, except that you know people buy because of the split, which is which is something that it looks like people are doing. But the other thing that it does have to do is it lowers option premiums, right? And so if you weren't able to afford, you know, to buy a contract on you know Tesla, right? Maybe you could buy the fractional share, but you couldn't you couldn't buy the contract or buy a put or something like that. Then now all of a sudden, maybe uh, because of that drop in premium, you can. But how often does that happen? And, and I'm just saying it's, it is a consideration, premium. right? It, it's a consideration. You're right. And we should briefly also talk about, since we're talking about stock splits, what is a reverse stock split? Well, it's the exact opposite. Instead of, instead of ha- you know, having the stock price, God, just would someone explain <laughs> what a reverse stock split is? So basically, let's you know, whatever the ratio is, two to one or one to two or whatever, and they take for every two shares that you used to have, now you've got one. They right? merge your and shares into right. one. If you have two shares merged into one, it then artificially makes the price of that share twice as much. That's a reverse stock split. So it's the opposite of a split. happen if, there's, if your stock price is so low um, that, you, that you're disqualified from certain things. Like, let's say there's like a $5 stock price limit on getting into some ETF or something like that, then maybe you do a reverse split to be able to, you know, meet some qualification. Yeah. If you're about so to Jordan, be delisted like Hertz, Hertz should have done a reverse stock split and said, you know what, we're about to be delisted. So let's just do a 10 to one reverse stock split. And then all of a sudden we qualify to still be a company. There's another reason why it's done though. So it, what a rever- the same way that a stock split increases, technically increases the liquidity of a stock because now more investors can af- technically afford to buy it, even though the reality is people can do par- partial shares these days, so it's irrelevant. A reverse stock split technically reverses, it reduces the liquidity of a stock because it makes the share price a little bit more expensive and so like AT&T I think years ago did a reverse stock split because people were manipulating the stock a lot and they wanted to increase the share price to kind of decrease that manipulation so by by reducing the liquidity guys the reality is that when it comes to stock splits just make pretend they don't happen if you ever hear about a stock split just let it go in one ear and out the other and don't pay attention to it. In my opinion, in my opinion, at least. Okay. Or if you're I'm not a financial advisor, don't listen to me. Don't take my advice because we're not financial advisors. No, you're just just a dude on the internet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I though, you know, I, I'm not buying more Tesla because it's going to be a cheaper price, but I do see that there, there will be more interest in the stock potentially by Robinhood and retail investors who want to have always wanted to have Tesla stock, but thought, mentally thought, oh, that's too expensive. It doesn't really fit with my style of I like to buy these $100 stocks. Even though that makes no sense, I see there being more interest in retail investing. And so, yeah, it does, it does actually cause the stock price to 
go up because there's more interest in it from people who are not really educated about how how it works. The other benefit, um, which is you know a benefit, is that uh, when you do the split, um, and instead of buying a fractional share, now you're buying full shares. You get uh, you get voting rights under two shares. Wow, what really? That's a. Re- for have you ever have you ever actually voted? I get I used to get those in the mail, and now they're email, but right. they go straight to my spam folder. Do you, do you ever send your proxy vote material in? No. <laughs> Could we? All right. So we're literally probably now another months away before I see a commercial uh, with them talking about a stock split and people cheering that it's such a great thing. That's how that's how insane this whole stock split. Thing. Now, I who's next? Never though? talk about stock splits again. I really think that that okay. we will be talking about stock splits. I think that we're going to see um, probably Amazon. That's way too expensive. I can't afford Amazon shares. I want I want Amazon. So let's let's let it split. All right. Well. Yeah, whatever. I don't ever want to talk about a stock split again, but I'm sure we will. So, you know, visit dumb money, dumb money. Yeah, that is. Go ahead, Dave. You do your thing. <laughs> I hate this topic. I hate it. You, but you love dumb money, and you are dumb money, and that is our first entry into the dumb money dictionary. So we hope we hope that that was helpful. If I, I totally screwed that up. Look, can we do this again? Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, for the people watching on the live stream, don't go away. We still have a lot to talk about, but I have to say goodbye to the people who are watching the replay. Okay, so that is our first successful entry into the Dumb Money Dictionary. You can check that off. Stock split complete. <laughs> and if that was helpful to you, there is one thing that you can do that would be helpful to us. It only takes a half a second. It doesn't cost anything. That is smashing the like button like the smash button, do whatever it takes. We'll keep defining new terms as they come up from time to time here. And if you want to see more, we do live streams every Monday and Thursday. We're trying to start making more of that content available here on the original channel. So if you like it, consider subscribing. Subscribe on all the channels. We're glad you found this one. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. And if you're still watching the live channel, don't go anywhere because what do we have coming up, Chris? Um, what do we have coming <laughs> up? We're out? talking to our... <laughs> We're comments, right? We yeah, we comments. want to, we want to we take more uh, live chat comments. Oh, which, by the way, I forgot yeah, to so take guys, off the screen. So live comments will be on during our Dumb Money Dictionary entry. Oh, and yeah. Let, so let's... Um, oh, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, let's get through these comments. I bought... Uh, Jordan, I had hot Italian sausage delivered from... Um, what's the Italian Jimmy's? place? I don't, Jimmy's. Jimmy's last night i'm going to grill them up for lunch the second this episode is over man so, late lunch at 2 15 dude wow. i didn't even eat breakfast this is insane all right let's <laughs> what, what kind of do you know what i had for here? breakfast cookies we'll be talking about that oh, coming up do, can we can we kind of tease without going into any real stuff we're going to tease we are uh we've talked about it on the original the channel we we are we are starting a new company right Yes. Yes. We very we rare for us to start a new company because we said we don't want to operate a company ever again, but we're doing it. This one is this one is interesting uh, because this one is actually a celebrity co-founded cookie company. So, and it's not just a cookie company; it's a healthy cookie company. We cannot tell you who the celebrity is, uh, but we are partnered, uh, and we are the business side of this startup, and we have actually been. 
uh, working on a formulation for a new healthy cookie for many, 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 many months. And we're getting closer. It's getting way month. better. Uh, like and this product is going to be so good when once, once it has the uh, dumb money seal of approval. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guys, this is a, actually, this is a really big deal. We're joking, but this is actually a huge deal for us. Uh, something we're really passionate about, you know, the better for you food space. And we think this is a monster category and we want you to be with us along this whole journey. We've been talking a lot about this cookie company once it launches uh, probably early next year, early 2021. And you will be here for the entire journey. We cannot wait to share the brand with you, the actual cookie with you, the packaging that we're just starting to look at right now. It is super exciting. The celebrity. Yeah. Celebrity that we're partnering with is going to be super exciting. So uh, this is going to be a, just a fun journey, and, and we're going to take you along for the entire ride. You'll see what it's like to actually launch a company from scratch. Uh, literally, we'll be out there like doing cookie tastings all around America, the Dumb Money team. So it's going to happen. It's going to be really fun. So something we want to do from time to time and probably every single episode is kind of end the show by going through live chat. So if you guys want yeah. to say something, we're going to we're going to just roll through and and answer as many questions as we can. I think we should try to do it at the beginning and end of every <laughs> show, right? So, uh not oh Nadal God. says uh, not everybody man. has access to fractional shares. So that that is actually a a, That's a good valid point. point when you have, you know, Amazon stock that is going to be at $6,000 a share someday, that that's really hard to buy if you don't have access to fractional shares. So who does that, by the way? So we know Can Robin Hood does it. Um, Robin Hood does it. And, uh, Schwab does it. Fidelity Schwab, does it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, okay. Maybe we Because I don't think TD Ameritrade does it. All right. Can, I don't know, but can I counter? It's only because people stop doing stock splits that you got fractional shares of yes. a lot of these brokers. Yeah. And if you start right. doing a bunch of stock splits, they might pull it back on us. Okay. So, well, and the, <laughs> the one thing, the one thing back in the olden days in the nineties and early two thousands, when stock splits were kind of this hot thing that, that signaled that you were doing well as a company, uh, it made it more expensive to buy the company from a commission basis because you were paying like a per share thing. So if you, if you bought a hundred shares of a stock, you would pay, you know, $30 commission. But if you bought 500 shares of stock, you would pay $60, right? So it made it actually more expensive and a bad thing, but it made it uh, more accessible. Pre pretending to explain price versus uh, market cap is lame. How dumb is this audience? We're trying to, to educate everyone to get everyone as smart as you are upgrade. Um, you can't do fractional shares everywhere. Plus they're not popular, which I, I get that. Uh, Webull apparently does not offer fractional shares and you'll never hear us offer two free stonks down in the description. We just, we just don't do affiliate links. We talk about things that we know about because we, we like them. Um, let's oh, see. Schwab only allows, um, fractionals of S and P shares according to, um, Blake Feely. Um, can I answer Isis? Uh, can you do healthy zero sugar crunchy granola next? Uh, it's not crunchy granola, but our cookie will be an exceptionally low sugar, but all natural cookie. No, none of these sugar substitutes. It is so natural, so low sugar. It's such a beautiful thing. I oh, I cannot wait to send cookies out to all of our dumb money. <laughs> Followers, it's it, guys. He's, he's going to be the best. The people want to anyway, invest in our uh, cookie company. We're self-funding this company. We're we're not taking. Uh, we're not crowdfunding it. Although we probably will raise not 
fun. We will probably do some fundraising with uh, once once we get to a certain point. Maybe we'll do a Kickstarter campaign or something though. That would actually point. be fun. Uh, that would be super fun. Uh, oh, do you know what I discovered? And, and I saw it, but now I lost it because it's so hard to... Uh, I need a different system for, for doing these um, uh, things. But someone mentioned that the Cash app does fractional shares, which I didn't even realize the mm-hmm. Cash app had shares. But it's actually kind of cool. Like, right in the in the app, yeah. you can... Uh, and it's really um, not only uh, buying fractional shares. You, they don't even offer the ability to buy shares, as far as I could tell. You basically specify how many dollars you want to invest in a company, and then you just buy, buy, uh, buy the company by using dollars. So if you, and and they have like reoccurring investment, so you can say I would like to buy Apple every month, and I would like to put a hundred dollars into Apple stock every month, and you can do that. Kind of cool. Uh- Ishan Shetty, does anyone think Jordan looks like Megamind? Who is Megamind? <laughs> you got to put a picture of Megamind up, Dave. You got to put a picture of. I, I, someone else has. I'm been, googling. I've it. heard this a couple other times about Jordan. Oh no! So we, <laughs> we got to put it up. Uh, do we not have this? Two. I, also, I need a. I need a new system. I'm. I'm. I have too many things going on in this thing now. Okay, here we go. Here's Megamind. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! That is. What is that? Oh, is that from that movie? I just don't. I know. I've seen the movie. I don't have a weird goatee, and I'm not blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my gosh! Okay. Um. Let's see. What else? What else? Any Any of y'all have any other questions what? on any uh any tickers? People are saying he does trades? look like it. Uh. He looks like Mr. Clean, in my opinion, <laughs> below zero. Do you know um, the Bets ETF? I, I believe that's the uh, online gambling ETF, BETZ. I'm not. I'm not sure what the components of it are, and I. Oh yeah, bet, bets. Oh, loosely God, think that that's what that is. Made so much money. Yeah, it's just it's just online betting uh, ETF. It's all the all the companies relate to, to betting online. Well, betting. if you're going to buy an ETF, just remember you're paying fees to somebody yeah. who created that ETF. So. If you could just recreate it yourself with just the companies that you're interested in, you're gonna you're gonna pay a lot less to to do to manage it yourself. Jordan is so on par with that. That is like it's one. By the way, like there's not that many companies in the space. Just invest in like five of them, five, six, seven, eight of them. I think they do, bets. Uh, Jordan, I think they might have some private companies in bets too. I'm not do sure. they? Okay. I'm not positive. But just think, just um, remember, there's just remember however many public companies there are. Um, what are, what are there, Chris? Like 5,000, 6,000, something like that. Yeah. Um, there's like literally 50,000 ETFs. So yeah, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous, quite honestly. Uh, Planet 13, guys, I have not done my research on Planet 13. So I'm, I'm going to just let that one go right now. And I'll, I am marking it down. So uh, I don't know what they are. I don't have a clue what they do, but I will look them up and get back to you. Here it is Planet 13. Done. Uh, what else? Arc Arc ETF. You know this Arc, you know ETF. She's she's the bold emboldened like analyst who picked Tesla at seven thousand bucks a share, and she's been just hot, hot, hot all year. Uh, sure, I mean you could do that, guys, or you can just kind of look at what she likes and just invest in those companies individually. Quite honestly, yep. you don't have to pay ETF fees if you don't want to. That's all we're saying. Or you can if you want to. Yeah, I mean, if you don't yeah. want to deal with it, you're just like, you know what? I'll deal with whatever. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bouncing up convenience thing, right? Yeah. Uh, and actually, just watching pocket. ARC ETF's holdings over time, you can probably, you know, replicate the, the things you like about it. Yep. Uh, Impossible Foods, Crockett says, raised another $200 million. Yeah, I, I sold out of my Impossible Foods. It's a private company. Uh, I got wedged out of it at about 3Xer. But it's a you know, fascinating company, and I'm sure they'll be going public here in the next probably nine months, nine, 12 months. R Running Rabbit right, says Dave, that uh, there's a dumb money sponsor in the future, the Dumb Money Cookie Company. <laughs> you know, when we, we mentioned uh, our I buddy's, saw, saw uh, his, his beef jerky company, um, he, had, he literally sold out for like a two-week supply. Um, and, and it's amazing. <laughs> you, you got, oh, by the way, if you guys bought that beef jerky, honestly, I, I'd like to know. Can you let us know how it is? Like, it's called a Happy Bees. Uh, it's our buddy's beef jerky company. Have you, have you tried yours yet? How it is. I, I did. I tried it. Uh, so here's the thing. I tried it. I have not had beef jerky in like 25 years. I have to honestly say I thought it was pretty good. Like, I was like, wow, this is I can legit see myself eating this stuff. It was that good. I was shocked that I liked it. But it's like high quality. Did you try it, Dave? I dropped it um, off your house. No. Well, I got some in the mail because I ordered it. You dropped some off at my house? Oh, no, I, I might need to go pick it up because it might still be on the front porch. <laughs> no, I, I did it like a week ago. I thought I put it in. I, was it your house? or? So, oh, no, no, no. It was someone else. It's so else's. good. Somebody stole off your porch, Dave. Apparently. No, apparently. I brought to someone else's house. Someone else's house I brought it to to try. Um, People are liking it, though, down in the chat. Robert okay, yeah. Robert uh, yeah, really cool. says it, he loved it. Uh, give him another shout out. What, what's his URL for that Happy Bees? It's like H A P P I E. H A P P I E B E E S. Or you can go to SouthAfricanBeefJerky.com. That's uh, yeah, SouthAfricanBeefJerky.com is another way to get there. It is really, it's really good. And I think uh, um, Dumb Money is a is a promo code that you can still use and get. 20% off or something like that. They also do subscriptions. It's, you, you can just have it show up monthly. You know what? I got it uh, in the mail, and I read the packaging, and it said on the back that for, like, certain, like, if you like this kind of flavor, you should refrigerate it. So I put it in the refrigerator, and then I completely forgot it was there because I haven't opened the refrigerator we'll try since. try today. It's yeah, really I'll definitely good. try it try today. To um, okay, so if someone asked about, uh, oh, yeah, I do want to talk about Uber in a minute as well, but someone asked about Fleer. Uh, Fleer was, you know, one of our worst investments of the year. I mean, it, it just didn't, it wouldn't get slaughtered on it. Uh, but I did sell half my Fleer. I just, there's no trade left in Fleer for me right now. And so I kind of want to get out of my Fleer. Uh, I, I already got out I'll of Fleer. See. I talked about it when I got out. Um, and I, yeah, I, am... I didn't buy Fleer. The worst investment I made this year so far is energy transfer. Oh yeah, are you still in that? Oh, thing? I got out of that too. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about it, and I looked, and it's like six fifty or something. I'm like, oh, awesome. Oh yeah, I, I was in it for like a, a moment, and I got yeah. out of it. Uh, how about uh, how about yeah, Fleer flop, man, Fleer flop. It, it was flop. a nice thesis. It was like a low to medium convic conviction trade, and it just didn't play out for different reasons. And that's how you learn. It sometimes you can be right about one thing, but the Fleer. I think that I still think there was a fund that just sold off Fleer. It didn't seem like it should have sold off as much as it did, and I still am boggled with why it sold off that much. It just happens. Well, Chris, anyway, I, I uh, did what you completely uh, 
say you should never do and use a trailing stop order, that's how I got out of my FLIR, and it could not have worked out better. I, I don't like trailing stop. By the way, we should do trailing stop as our dictionary next week, and, and I'll fight you to the death on that one. Well, if, you, if anyone wants to know what a trailing for... stop is, you should go to uh, my other channel. It's called Hey There, Dave here, and I have a whole video about uh, how I prepare for stock market crash with trailing stop losses and featured all yeah, of my it, favorite it, uh, YouTuber thumbnails there. So, By the way, his videos are ridiculously good, and I would absolutely do that, but... He didn't have anyone playing devil's advocate in his video, so we're going to do another one on dumb money. I, I do we'll very clearly say that it is not for everyone and that there is, you know, th there's downside risk. There's, you know, you can, you, it can gap down and you get sold at the absolute worst price. But for me, it's, it's stocks that I am not bought into long term, like FLIR. It was a, it, it's an event based thing that uh, it went up, I was profitable, and, but I didn't know how long I wanted to, and, and I didn't really want to watch it. I didn't want to have to like follow the Fleer news as closely as you do, Chris. And so I set it to, uh, I set it and forget it and was able to uh, sell it a perfect time. How did the generator trade go? So, uh, I forget who's oh, your generator, right? right? Uh, oh, let me tell you how it went. Uh, that was Blake Cecil at 231. Blake the generator trade could not have worked out more beautifully. Um, here's my Generac. Oh man, I love that. I love that stock. Uh, I have paid for my generator, which is like a twenty-six thousand dollar generator, um, and paid for it like three or four times over with that trade. So killed it, killed it. I absolutely love my Generac, and you know what? I think I sold out of some of my Generac, but not all of it. Let me just take a look here. Uh, I am up $123,000 in my Generac trade. So I have basically paid for five generators. Uh, gosh, I love that trade. I uh, know I'm still in Generac. I'm actually going to take a look at the hurricane season. If, we, if the hurricane season softens and we don't get a big one, I'm out. But if we end up having a really nice hurricane season, I might stick in there because Generac's a stock that normally accelerates anytime we get a storm. I see that. Uh, I and I think, I think. Go ahead. My thesis on Generac was that I think we're going to get a bad pandemic season, and I think people are going to continue to buy generators because they don't want to be in a snowstorm this winter and have their, uh, you know, have their energy go out. Oh, by the way, another positive for Generac: massive, massive uh, energy uh, outages across the East Coast. My parents in New York were without electricity for two days. Uh, they have a generator, fortunately, but I think that was totally unexpected. People are freaking out because they don't they don't want to go to a hotel, right? They don't want to be traveling around with no energy. And I can guarantee you right now, Generac sales are through the roof right now in the East Coast. I would love to pull actually a Google Trends chart uh, of the word generator. I would and for New York and see if I'm right about that. I'm actually doing it on my I'm phone. I'm gonna try to pull one up too right while you're now. doing it. Google Trends, uh, get on there, and then I, I'm going to go to just like New York, and I'm going to just going to do generator as this is just a term. If I can spell it correctly, it's okay, so a generator. I'm going to do. Last, oh, look at that! Know, Past twelve months, there's a giant spike at the end. It's cut off. Oh my gosh! You can't, see, oh. you can't see the spike. Oh dude. my gosh, dude! Let me. Uh, dude. I've got to get a new system. This. This app is killing me today. Dude, there, there we go. <laughs> I, 
Dude, thank you for see, thank you for asking that question and making me look at my generator stock, which is making me think about what happened to my parents, which is making me pull up this Google Trends chart, wow. which is making me buy more Generac right this. I'm second. buying more. I'm, yeah. As soon as we uh, get off the air, I'm going to buy Generac. I'm buying more before you buy yours, Dave. How about that? You need to stop. Uh, Use front running my trades. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm buying more okay, well, right this second. A thousand shares of Generac. Boom! I'm just adding to my Generac position. While, we go. while you're buying, uh, No Show Joe wants to know where I get my fan mail if I have a PO box. Uh, no, but I get I take all of my mail. You can just send it to Chris's house, and he will hand deliver it to me. Uh, that is, do we give your address? Forty three, forty five. I do do hand deliveries to Dave all the time. Last night I walked in ninety nine degree weather to Dave's because he's so close to drop off the cookies. Yeah. For him to try to and he, he, so, he and called me right before he came, and I put a mask on to meet him at the door. He was not wearing his mask. <laughs> now we do ha we do front yard happy hours in front of his house all the time, with a with an appropriate six to twenty two foot distance between us, so it's all, it's all good. Uh, Nathan wants us to post the link to that jerky. I will do that. Um, I, I I'm just going to put it in the comments. So just SouthAfricanBeefJerky.com. Just look for a link. I also see that two one four interactive is on there. Two one four interactive is uh, our buddy's other company. He wants me to try it live on the air, uh, and we will do that next 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 time. That's a good idea. And he's saying so uh, to try the code okay. Dumb Money again. Uh, he just updated it so you can use it as much as you want. It apparently expired, but now it's working again. Yeah. Uh, so that so that's ter does Terrence log in under different like so two one four interactive is their um, is their marketing company that uh, I designed that logo. <laughs> cool. Actually, I'm so hungry now. I'm actually thinking about the beef jerk. But I, I don't have. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna try it live for the first time because I have to go have some right now. Okay, um, guys. Seriously, I gotta go grill up this sausage right now. It's. I gotta have. It. I gotta leave. I gotta leave. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, I'm gonna remind everyone to smash the like button before they go. Subscribe. Hit the bell. Get notified when we're on. If you haven't done that already. You know, I have a channel. You can send fan mail to Chris's house or or my... If you know where we live, you just, just send us whatever you want. Um, you can listen to our podcast. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. We're on uh, Apple. We're on all of them. Uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. Follow us there. Uh, links are all going to be down in the description. Join our Discord channel, dumbmoney.tv slash Discord to get invited to join there. You can keep the conversation going there. We have comments on this. As soon as this video turns into an archive... Leave comments because we do read every single one. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are Dumb Money, and we will see you on Monday with a huge show about... It's our very first election episode, Monday, on Dumb yeah. Money Live.